That's funny. All right, here we go. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Soul Citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back on another Sunday, another fun-filled Sunday. A nice, actually, where I'm at, it was 60-something degrees. I'm not, you know, not going to say very much because there's a certain person among us who lives where it's always more than 60. The colossal, <clears throat> um, who always has something to say about Chicago weather. <laughs> but uh it was 60 degrees colossal it was gorgeous here today and i know you're like yeah big deal right congratulations congratulations see what i mean see what i mean <laughs> see what i mean love you see what i mean love <laughs> congratulations okay uh, there before i know how i know how he feels <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm double teamed i'm double teamed all right anyway hello everybody nomad good to see you panther good to see 88 oh, you got a lot of nerve in la i can't believe you <laughs> talking about la weather you're as bad as this floridian who's sitting in the middle here so i, I don't know if i want to talk to you either but uh thanks for coming uh j2 good to see you standard <laughs> for the argument clinic that's good to see you guys listen uh we've got two great co-hosts with me today uh as always today we've got love machine what's up love yo what's up griffin what's up chat good to see everybody awesome and and uh love you were telling me earlier that you got finished you guys had an event in your org why don't you tell people real quick about it what, what was this great event you guys had yeah, sure. Yesterday, the Rec Raiders hosted our first Raider Rumble. We did a boxing tournament in Klesher Prison since everybody got thrown in jail from uh, the Thunderbolt. Um, we set up a, a, a boxing bracket. We did a chat giveaway, and um, it went off really great. We have some really great highlights of all the good throat punches and knees to the face of the takedowns. It was really awesome. Um, so we'll definitely be doing that again, and hopefully we can get some soul citizens in the ring, too. Don't let her fool y'all. You see that little nice sweet face of hers? You heard what she said, right? You heard what she said. Doing the show. I'm not in the ring, but it was vicious yesterday. It was vicious. We'll send Colossal in. Colossal likes going to prison all the time. So he's that's just one of his favorite places in Star Citizen. We have Colossal with us. What's up, buddy? Hey, how y'all doing? Yes, absolutely. They have a script with probably my name on each and every door about how long I need to stay in prison. So yeah, I'm been rehabilitated. It was nice to see somebody else got to host that today. But yes, it's good to see you guys, and it's always good to be on Soul Citizens. LM, definitely good to see you. I hope you had a blast in that. I was just I just not heard about it today. So hopefully, sometime when this madness of school gets over here in Florida, I'll be able to join you anytime soon. Sign me up. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I'll let all the Soul Citizens know. This one was small, but hopefully we can get a lot more participants from other orgs too. We're trying to make it social hour while you're beating each other's heads in. Okay. It's really fun. It was, it's really great. I'm telling you, it was a riot. <laughs> I love that while beating each other's heads in. Okay, um, let me ask the chat this question. Chat, do you think that we should let Colossal represent Soul Citizens in a fight? in star citizen just 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 one for yes two for no okay just put it in chat one for yes two for no should colossal be the one should colossal be the one panther says no 
No man says yes. Let's see your vote. Let's see how your votes go. Should Colossal represent us in the ring? Okay, Unseen Cross. There you go, Colossal. So far, you got it so far. Not Thank bad. Recreators are here. Hey, Recreators. Hey. We're just talking about Recreators. Awesome. There's my president right there. Look, look, we're talking about Rick Rubble. Colossal on stream here. We want to get him in the ring representing Soul Citizens. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, you know Let's what? Everybody's saying yes. Standard dev dev with 3.5 in. So there you go. Whatever that is supposed to mean in relation to you being in. But uh, we'll see what happens. Colossal, what's the longest you've been in prison? What's the longest time you ended up getting? Oh, oh, the longest time I've been in prison was over 20 hours. Ooh. That oh. was the time. And that was the second time I got put in prison. The first time was 11, 11 to 12 hours. And then the second time, I swore I did something less consequential and I got put in jail for 20 plus hours. So, you better go, go ahead and implement that thing that I asked you guys about Arcade. Implement that. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Where about. And then people start really crying about how long they have to stay in prison because everything, every time they serve would be in game. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're a bad boy. You're going to start some stuff. But prisons will be another day. We're not going to get on that today because that'll open up a whole kettle of fish. All right, let's, uh, we're going to jump into it, guys. And, and, and by the way, Pout says that because you have an awesome background picture, you should get That's a right. one. So there you go. Okay. That's right. Um, this listen, as you guys know, today's title for this today's show is update 3.13. And as most of you know, uh, update 1.3.13 went out to everyone in the PTU this week. So everybody has access to it. There's still some things that they're working out, but I will say within the last week, we saw some great improvements. Uh, I was out with one of our friends yesterday with Nihilus, uh, Colossal was out a little while ago. Uh, we didn't run to any 30 Ks. We got to do some of the things that we hadn't had a chance to do in game. I uh, got to explore one of the um, the sinkhole caves. We got to protect the MT out. We ran around. We were out for quite a while, and things were really good. Uh, so that was one of the things we were really excited about. Stesig, thank you. Thank you for that. We thank appreciate you. Thank you. It was Stesig. Oh, and, and Nix. Nix Outcast, thank you for the follow. Thank you, Stesig. Thank you. I see this a big hello, soul citizens there. We appreciate that. And uh, anyway, so we did spend some time in there. Uh, it, there is kind of a, a rate of how much each one of us put in time. Colossal's probably put in the most time than probably me and then probably love. So there may be some times where we may not comment and Colossal may be the one filling us in. Uh, but we also want to know, as always from chat, any comments that you guys have. So feel free to put those in chat as well. So again, we got a lot to cover. I, I just got into an interesting conversation. I'm talking to my two co-hosts here over the weekend with one of my buddies, Gladestone. And Gladestone said, and I want to ask you guys this question because I, I understand his question. He said that, well, there isn't that much in the patch. You know, they just did, an, uh, he, he called it a patch. I called it an update. Um, do you feel, that, and this is a real quick before we jump in, and Love, I'll start with you. Do you think that CIG, when they put these out, that they are, I, I, and this is what I said. I said a patch is when it's a fix. An update is when new content gets added. That was my definition of it, right? Um, and, I, and I outlined some things to him that I felt kind of fell into that category. But I do understand there are a lot of people in the community who often feel that when these updates don't come out that they don't have there's something that they're looking for and what is it that you think people are looking for in the game other than a new ship is there is is, is there something else they're looking for game mechanics uh missions what do you think that people would feel a little more satisfied with when a patch comes out um for this one especially i think people were looking forward to the medical gameplay and that's going to take longer mm -hmm. than we thought it was so that was one system and yeah as we look down the list a lot of it is systems mm -hmm. and a lot of it is extra features of things that we're mm -hmm. getting now not like i mean 
I remember the blissful days of when we finally got food and drink and that was like a big deal. We had got mm -hmm. food and drink and hot and cold temperatures. And that was, you know, you had to change your mindset. Right. I'm not seeing a lot here that's going to make us change our mindset in, as we play. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Plus, what about you? Um, I'm going to add on to um, in, in a different manner. I think what they're doing and I've had conversations um, with other people about this, is for some reason, and maybe I'm putting too much in this, into this, but mm -hmm. um, I saw, I've seen a lot of things they put in into this new <clears throat> patch or build or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't just go in looking for what they are telling us to do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I go in looking for other things like, did they put in any lighting? Is there any new sound in there? Um, are the TVs working? You know, the, the last time the TVs were working really big, um, uh, 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 well was when they put the Xenophobe things in there. And now all of a sudden, if you go to Microtech and you look at those same TVs that they put the Xenophobe threats on, there's actually working monitors about departure and arrival times. Right. And right. now that's actually up there now. So I look at a lot uh, uh, more of the aesthetics parts and there's a lot more than what people actually think. If they just pay attention and go and look. Mm -hmm. uh, the VFX, the F, the FFX, all that stuff is is new. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of things in there. And like I said, even with the fact of the Gladius having now what they call the gold standard, <clears throat> although we're still waiting for the compass rolls to come up there and the, and the mm -hmm. ships, you know, Aegis and whatever uh, that, that starts up when the ship starts, we're still waiting for that. Mm -hmm. But if you look at ships like the Gladius, and if you go and look at the Talons, mm -hmm. uh, and the Talons had it prior to this patch, you're not starting to see components start to come in. So I get the sense now that they're building a build. They are building an IP that is basically going to allow us to stay in the ship and use every functionality possible. I see this as a long-term effect. Okay, mm. okay. I, you know, and for, me to, to answer, for me to answer my own question about what are people looking for when these updates come out, I think one of the things that will satisfy the community, no, don't get me wrong, I think the community is always going to be hungry for the next big thing, right? I don't think there's ever going to be this complete satisfaction. But LM, you mentioned about like when food and drink came in temperatures, that kind of, you know, it brought in a new element to the game that people kind of responded to. Um, they also responded terribly when they thought it was going to be a survival game. <laughs> but they, once they found out it wasn't, they were like, okay, this isn't so bad. I, I think that the, the, the player cap is one thing. And, and what you said also, once we are able to go into a new system, I think if those two things happen, where we move from 50 people to let's say 100 or 200 people, whatever the number is, uh, and the fact that there's a little bit more breathing room in the sense of places to go, uh, I think that I think that there's still gonna be that dynamic of missions. And we can get into this on a whole nother show, talking about what is a sandbox and how much of what happens in a sandbox is contingent upon the developer versus dependent upon the players. Cause I think that's a huge contention for me right now because I, I still think that players aren't always taking advantage of the sandbox. There are plenty of people out there who want to play, who want to do something, but we're not connecting. Now, admittedly, some of that is CIG's fault because organizations don't have a really good way to communicate with each other. But I guarantee you, there's gotta be some of this dynamic gameplay that just comes apart from the players because they've given us the space and the tools to do it. I think we've just kind of been so used to waiting on the developer to kind of hand feed us or spoon feed us something that we don't realize that we can go out and create our own stuff. So I'm, you know, we see it happen in the machinimas, you know, where people go out and actually create these scenarios, even if they're just six minutes long, we've seen machinimas 30 minutes long. I think that we just gotta be a little bit more imaginative, but I think that, you know, as we kind of continue to grow, we'll be getting there. 
Um, Bladestone saw you come in and say hi to everybody. Hey, Blade, good to see you. Um, okay, let's jump right into it, guys. For update 3.13, there were a bunch of things, that, and I'm just gonna go through the list real quick, and then we're gonna do a breakdown on each one of them. Um, cave entrances were a part of this update. Uh, FPS and cave missions, ship-to-ship -ship docking, uh, sign distance fields, that's the new shield tech. Reputation UI was added into the Moby Glass. New quantum sensitive and time delivery missions. Some of us remember that when we did Xenothreat. Uh, pushables, push-pull mechanic was put in. Uh, mounted guns were brought in. Force reaction staggers were taken to a new level than the previous uh, force reactions we saw. The Cyclone MT was added, and then the ship naming was added. Now, those are the things at the very top of the uh, list when we look at the notes for what was in the update. But as Colossal said, there's a lot more stuff if you go down further down on the page that they list that show up. And some of them aren't even things I listed here. So uh, let's start out with the very first one, guys, and that's Hall Visual Degradation. Some of you guys already know this, we know. We're just kind of going through it because hopefully within the next week, it's gonna go live and people will have a real clear understanding of what's in the game. Uh, introducing visual wear and tear to player ships as they age and degrade. Uh, ships will suddenly change depending on how long they have existed in the universe until the ship is repaired using cryastral services or remade with an insurance claim. With, an additional re with the initial release, most ships will have this, but the following ships are currently uh, not enabled. There's a bunch of ships they list. The Anvil Hawk, the, the Reliant, the Archimedes, the Dragonfly, the 600i, the Gladiator, the Scythe, the Caterpillar, the Valkyrie, the Cartual, the Ursa Rover, the Mustang Variants, and the Terrapin. Um, one thing that was in here that I think a lot of people may have missed, maybe they didn't, was the fact that Cryastro is coming back. Were, the, were, were you were you around when Crashter was around love or was that after you? You know, that woof, that like activated some memory cells in the back of my mind because okay. I was there just for a little bit of that before that left. I that you activated a memory. Okay. <laughs> it's been so long and I almost right. oh wow, like wait, I did see that before. The floating repair. Right. Oh my gosh. I might have to look up some videos. Yeah, that. yeah. I've only experienced that a little bit. Oh, wow. No, yeah. standard. We don't have it. They're bringing it back. We used to have it. Some of you may remember that there was an actual station that was a refueling repair station that existed. I forget what it was between. Was it between... Uh, it was... There was one that was like... It was... Uh, I can't even think what it was. Oh, wow. Trip Rodriguez. Trip, thank you so much. Trip is raiding us with a party of 37. Ooh, hi, Hello, train. Trip oh. Train. The Trip Train. The Trip Train <laughs> is trip. here. Thank you guys okay. so much. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Soul Citizens. Trip, I hope you had a good night tonight. I'm sure you did. Dude, we were checking you out last night. You were decked to the nines. We saw you with the, the cool goggles on and everything. So we gotta get we gotta get you on the show pretty soon. Because it was you were looking really sharp. I was digging it last night. Um thank you all for coming. We are just doing a little bit of uh there he is, we you. Uh we were talking a little bit about 3.13 gang. Um so yeah, Cry Astro is being brought back in and we don't know where those stations are gonna be, but uh, you do remember them, love. That was the big thing, I right? I do, okay. yes, right. yeah. Colossal, you remember? Yes, I had to look. First I, I was like, what in the hell are you talking about? And then I had to go ahead and go back and look <laughs> about the stations. Oh yeah, that that was a highly, um, that was a hot area yep, for a lot wow. of PvP. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you, you go there, you go ahead and, and, and you refuel there, 
and a lot of times you didn't even make it off the station because somebody was blowing you up mm -hmm. as soon as you got as soon as you got fuel. Um, there were a lot of missions that ran through that area. I yep. wouldn't say that was a part of it, but, but a lot of people ran through there to go ahead and fuel up and leave. That was the very first, I won't say rest stop, but it was mm -hmm. the very first fueling area where you stopped, you fueled, and then a lot of us did get out and look at our ships. Yes. A lot of the times. Yes. Um, and you remember, so, remember, remember it also had the drones that would fly out and repair yeah. your ship. Remember that? Yeah, the, like the lasers the would, would come, come off out. of them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, little, the little door would open up. They yep. would come out from the door. They yep. would go ahead and, and, and repair your ship. Mm -hmm. um, and then they would go ahead and go back in. You saw the little uh, commercial signs that were there right, right in front of you. Right in front of you. Um, it, was, it, was, it was an interest. I was yep. wondering why they took it out. And thank, I'm I'm thankful that you that you brought it up, Griff, because I mean, good lord, I was completely lost. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, is this is this Tesla or whatever? And then I go back and look, and yeah, it was that was in there. I, yeah, that was okay. very cool. Yeah, Subal one eighty seven and Papu, thank you both for the follow. We appreciate you folks following us today. Um, so let's let's talk about this whole degradation. Um, love, I don't know if you've had this happen to you. But I was out with some friends a few weeks ago when we first went into PTU and we wanted to go check out a cave. And so we landed our ship and we was very happy. And one of our friends was going to join us. And so they decided to join us. And when they got there, they decided to just fire off a round of countermeasures and dirty up our ship really bad. So um, I won't say who that person is who's drinking out of a cup right now, but that's what they <laughs> did during uh, their time joining us. But we found out later that it wasn't their fault. I was blaming this person because when we tried to leave, the windows of our ship were so covered up, we couldn't even see. I had to fly back to Port O in third party, third person view, because you couldn't see out the windows no matter what. Um, so they fi they finally fixed it, uh, as you guys right. know, a little while back. Did you ever get to experience any of that love? Did you ever see when the windows were funky or were you? Uh... I have not been in the PTU long enough to see a ship okay. get dirty, let All me right. put it that way. Cool. Because <laughs> cool. I, I pretty much pretty much go to place to place and repair and change ships or like the PTU kicked me out. I was having a lot of struggles. Mm -hmm. But that's what I heard that, you know, it would dirty up your windshield and you couldn't see and there was nothing you could do about it yep. uh, until they changed that. So it's good that they changed that. Yeah, you had to make it to a port. You had to do the repair and then they would go away. And, and the other thing was, too, I don't know if that was with certain ships. We were in a cutlass when it happened both times. And both times the windows, I mean, within like 30 minutes, you started seeing them fog up. And at first you kind of thought maybe it was like a depth of field thing. And then you started realizing that your windows became completely opaque and you couldn't uh, see outside of them. So that was kind of funky. Uh, yeah, Trip Rodriguez says, my my Pisces windshield was getting so scratched, I couldn't see through it. And it was happening. Yeah, while you were trying to park in the carriage. Because <laughs> yeah. mm, it's probably based on time, not on what environment you're in. Perhaps. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it is. It's a time thing. And it was too fast. I, I, what I thought it was was that maybe the clock for it was set too fast. That, you know, what maybe should have been taking 30 days was taking 30 minutes. You know, it was mm. kind of funky. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that was Maybe, well, maybe, but they said it was a they 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 said it was a fix. They did a couple patches back. Said it was a fix. Let me uh, one one last quick thing to both of you guys because I got to get your comments on it. How does this help? What is this visual degradation? Uh, is it is it just something cosmetic or is it actually something that we can see that will for as a pilot you need to be paying attention to with your ship? And I'll go with you first, Colossal, this time. Um, I mean, I haven't played any space game where this was a particular issue mm -hmm. so i mean obviously it never helps for pilots right when mm -hmm. you're flying and all of a sudden your ship your the, the windows is that bad mm -hmm. um i mean is 
I don't see it unless you're one of those types of pilots who are, who you, you're like going out there and you like PVPing and things like that. And this is just as much of an issue as FPS. Then fine, you're going to be repairing your ship a lot of the times, depending on how what the longevity is before your ship gets dirty. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those types of industrial people that just go out there and don't care how your ship looks and you got all sorts of raw damage and rust and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you're not going to care about all that type of stuff unless you know. So. I don't know if that's going to affect anybody's gameplay that much unless you're just one of those types of people who just like to, you know, decouple and 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 and, and use inertia to fight ships. Okay, so you see it more as a cosmetic thing? Yep. Okay. What about you, love? You think it's cosmetic or you think it'll extend into something beyond just cosmetics? I see it as cosmetic cuz if it was if it got to the point where it would like harm components or keep your landing gear from coming up for instance there's so much rust you know like Mm -hmm. you you let the feet you know sit on the ground for so long that there's rust or like rocks got in your system Mm -hmm. that would i mean be realistic you could just easily fix it (laughs) it would be realistic but you could easily fix it and you know i don't know how how long would that take and then right you you know you fly and these are spaceships that are optimized for for your different environments and stuff so they should be protected i don't know they could they could just say oh you know you there's so much dust in your engines they're not firing correctly i don't, mm. I, I don't know i hope they would make those decisions but so let me let me another... let me throw this at you guys then because what i think the key thing here is not just the fact that it's saying that there's dirt but there's another word they use which was where mm. and that's the thing that i think is the key word here because where means usage and that there's been some type of integrity change in the ship so I'm wondering whether or not, even though initially, as, cos- as Colossal said, it may be a cosmetic thing, and like you were even saying to a certain degree, love, I'm wondering whether or not it is a sign that if there's a certain amount of wear, that there may be a certain amount of fragility that may be even happening to the metal of your ship. And that if you don't, from time to time, go in and have that thing checked, that, yeah, you can ride around with that dirty ship if you want to, but there's also wear taking place on it. Now, that may not be the case. It may be completely cosmetic. I actually hope that it is. Over time, it's kind of like you got to take, you know, like they do this with boats, right? They'll take a boat in and they'll dry dock it and they'll have to go in and do like scrub the, you know, the barnacles off of it and everything and kind of get it back to what it should be. Um, I'm hoping that maybe there is something like that in the game. Not frequent, but something that might say after three months of hard use or a month after hard use, you may need to check this sucker in just to have it get it once over you know but we'll see that might be complicated i don't know we'll see i mean i'd rather see cracks in glass if a one if a gun is able to, i mean if a laser turret is able to shoot it versus dirt on it I, i'm, I'm well, that fine too. With that too there. that too you know, i mean where where could be literally like they gave examples of if you go to a planet or a moon that has heavy storms has your ship taken some type of physical damage the longer you're down there on that surface of that planet is that something you've got to think about or can your ship just sit there for hours and hours on end and never be affected by external environmental conditions? I would, I'm would. i just right. saying I would love to see that level of it to grow, even though in the beginning, yeah. I know it's not going to be there in the beginning, you know? Yeah. Okay. Plus, why don't you take the next one? What we got there? The next one we got on our list here. All right. So what, where are we at? Vehicles, names, and serial numbers? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. All right. So in this uh, category, basically, they're adding the ability for certain ships to display custom player-assigned names on the sides of ships and on hulls, right? 
So uh, it's going to be a special. Uh, it's going to be special serial numbers will also be shown, and all other ships will have unique serial numbers displayed to identify them in the universe. So here's one good example of this: the shooting star. I don't know who shifted that directly. Is that is that one of yours? Nah, Chris? that's one of the CIG examples. <laughs> okay, I, I did name a ship. You know, I I was able to get a couple of names in on the first shot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a lot of play. I mean, I, I saw this. This was. I'm glad that they are uh, allowing players to come up with names and things like that. They did say that they know the players did tell them, hey, can you increase the fonts? Can you change the fonts or mm -hmm. things like that? So they are working on that. This is just a, in a, uh, a, a, you know, a dry run and iteration of what they uh, are allowing um, people to have or what they can allow people to have in game later. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, I do have a couple of names myself. Okay. Cool. My yep. Love, let me ask you a quick question. Uh, is naming your ship important to you or is it kind of like, ah, as long as I got a serial number, I'm cool. What are your feelings about the whole name thing? Because it was a 50-50 thing amongst the community, yeah. it seemed like. Oh, I know that was a controversial topic, but mm -hmm. my uh, my ship names are all cool, like album names from uh, met death metal <laughs> artists, so I'm good. No uh, one's taking my name. <laughs> that's but, cool. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it's really cool. I think it's a great feature to have. Um, mm -hmm. If Star Citizen is about like having the personal connection with the universe and having a personal connection with your ships, like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I do. I do know the struggle right now is that the text is kind of small. But also, uh, have you guys heard about, for instance, on the Mercury Star Runners advocacy skin, which is black and gold, mm -hmm. that because the text on the regular MSR is it in black font that right now if you have a name on the advocacy skin you can't see it <laughs> you can't see it <laughs> <laughs> they might have fixed it by now or yeah. they, they will fix it soon but so like another piece is maybe in maybe the name or maybe the trim of your ship you can change the color yeah. you know so you can have your org whatever org colors or any type of organizational colors in the game mm -hmm. if there's like the bounty hunter guild has a color you know you can be like this is my bounty hunter yeah. vessel <laughs> Okay. You know, different things like that for customization as we as we get into more and more of that i'm excited to see it cool uh harley quinn no problem delay on the keyboard is all right trip says serial numbers change every claim though which makes sense but kind of mm -hmm. seems odd since the name doesn't change you know i see serial numbers and names as being twofold i see the serial numbers as being the things that we identify each other with when we're scanning those are the things that kind of identify the type of ship you are and all the other good stuff. And then I see the names as being something that makes you personalized to your ship. That's that's really all I see it as. And I think that's why they have both of them there. For a lot of people, customizing their ships, their characters is a way for them to connect and bring themselves closer to being immersed in the game. Uh, but the serial number is something we practically are going to need if we're going to be scanning and tracking people uh, through you know the systems that they put in for scanning. So... To me, I, I think both of them are appropriate. And like you said, love, some people kind of felt, why are they wasting time doing this? But I think it's a much bigger picture than just the fact that, oh, it's nice to have your name on the side of a ship. You know, I think it, I think it's a little bit more value to it than that. Um, uh, and a lot of people like to personalize their things too. You know, I mean, I mean mm -hmm. it's it investment. You leave it blank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, you know, I mean, how many enterprises have we seen throughout the decades? Yeah. Yeah. Different serial numbers. Yeah. Same ship. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. the same name. So. Mm -hmm. Different ships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Good point. Enterprise A, mm -hmm. B, C, D. Well, I mean, Enterprise Aircraft Carrier, Enterprise Space Shuttle. I mean, there's something to right. that whole thing of naming. It's an ownership. 
It's a distinctive way to distinguish yourself from other people. Just like there are going to be people who, who worry about paint jobs. Paint jobs are going to be a big thing to them because they want to stand out and be different. They don't want to be the same black and white, you know, Avenger flying around in space like everybody else. So, okay. All right, love, next one's on you. All right, we're looking at ship-to-ship -ship docking V1, because there's a lot more steps coming. Adding the ability for the Merlin snub ship to dock and undock within the RSI constellation, along with guidance mode UI to ensure correct alignment during the docking process. Players will be able to use the Autoland system and manual flight to dock. Uh, you take off from your constellation, press the landing gear button, and uh, to start docking, target the constellation and hit the landing gear to initiate the UI. So you'll get like a different screen that tells you and, and gives you feedback on like, are you are you aligned right mm -hmm. to be able to like, you know, fuse two ships into one and be on that ship's physics grid. Um, you can do the same process to dock with another player's Connie, but you will need to request permission to dock and have that player approve it before you can dock with their ship. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, I know, Love, you haven't had a chance to try docking yet, right? I have not. I don't have a Connie or a Merlin. Oh, oh my God, I'll show you right now. As soon as we get off of this game, we'll, let's jump on and I'll show you this right now. <laughs> I've seen some of the videos and it looks really cool. It is. Uh, and especially with the with the foresight that it needs this UI and that they put a lot of work into like, how is this interface going to give the players the feedback they need mm -hmm. to adjust appropriately? I know that's that's a bigger deal, of course, than like, okay, so now two ships are touching and their grids are one. And of course, the animations too. The animations mm -hmm. are a big deal. Getting out of a ship onto the floor mm -hmm. of another ship. Um, so it, this is exciting to see and... You know, I do expect this to take a while, and then with other ships and other options, like they could, they could take all the time they need because this is not easy. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, what about you? Ship to ship docking? Have you had a chance to experience it? I mean, way to go, Elite Dangerous. I mean, Star Citizen. Oh <laughs> Lord! Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> this is phenomenal. <laughs> I'm embodying GG for you guys. I'm serving up. She I, sure did. She rolled her eyes for you too, man. Oh my god! On her behalf, there because I think this right here. I, I appreciate the effort. Oh my god! Doing, but at least our citizen, we've been waiting for this, right? We've been waiting for, for this for a long time. Mm -hmm. And the fact that not only can you dock while um uh while the ship is not in motion, but you also can auto dock while the ship is in motion. Mm -hmm. And as they are fine tuning this. Uh, type of gameplay. Uh, I mean, we've been, I, I had a Cardi, I got rid of it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm thinking about getting it back again because of just, just this one uh, particular um, uh, motion. But, uh, but bravo, bravo to CIG with this. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to more uh, happening with this type of um, uh, technology. And to your, to your point, um, I ended up just taking my Aquila out by myself, went out, jumped in it, and I was able to undock from the ship, fly around, do a couple 360s, and come right back and land. It was a very smooth process. I know, as you mentioned, Colossal, there's some bugs a little bit when you're in motion. And for some people have had this kind of rubber banding effect that when they start to lock on, it kind of jumps and all of a sudden locks into the ship. But I will say this, I remember when I bought my first Connie years and years ago, the thing that drew me to it was this idea of having that snub fighter that was attached to it, uh, that there would be that aspect of being able to undock. And a lot of people bought the Constellation because of that, and they've waited a long time, like you said, 
for this particular tech to come in. And it is amazing. I will say this. Uh, when you understand what it means to be able to bring these ships together, for the grids to work together, even being able to step out of one ship into another and move out in such a way that the way they've structured it, it is really amazing technology that they've been able to pull this off. So kudos to uh, CIG for something that we've been waiting on for a very, 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 very long time. Um, let's jump into reputation. I'm gonna let Colossal talk about this one. I'll read it, but he can talk about it because he's been dabbling in it. Um, this feature, I mean, whoops, I gotta change the screen, don't I? Um, whoops, that's not the right screen. That's the wrong thing. I'll bring it up in a second. Uh, this feature adds the addition of a new MobiGlass app that will give players insight into their reputation with the important NPCs and organizations they have to interact with. This will also include a total list of reputation ranks, including those that have been completed and the ones that they're actively working on. So Colossal, why don't you go ahead and talk about it? I'll, I'll bring it up for you. I mean, I've been waiting on something like this for a long time. I mean, we've all been waiting on reputation and, and how this was going to play out in, in game. And you finally see something like this. I've been waiting on some type of a library that uh that we can uh track as we go and play the game and this allows not only just for some type of a library or a journal but it also basically allows us to see how our affiliations with other people or other events may affect other people and other events that we may want to affiliate ourselves with or at least have an interaction with um, there's a career tracker there's a dossier they do have certain types of it looks like levels level one level two with certain types of perks uh, that go along with this there's an affinity bar where you can go ahead and move to negative or positive and if you go ahead and let's say you're friends with pacheco um, you're not going to be in good spirits with blackjack or vaughn or if you're doing something for blackjack or vaughn you're not going to be in good affinity with, with pacheco so there's a lot of things here, contacts, organizations, history, which uh, part of the region and space they're in, which company they're working with. Um, this is one good positive step for CIG, and I'm definitely now just go ahead and leads into other gameplay like uh, tourism or like uh, uh, um, um, transporting uh, uh, organizations or transporting people from one place to the other. This all leads into that now, and it opens the door finally. So right now it's just strictly NPC based for the reputation for now, right? right. Okay. Right for now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Love. What do you think about this whole thing with reputation? Um, will people get into it? Um, it? To not to go too far off, but Colossal mentioned about Elite Dangerous and reputation is, is a big thing in there. Uh, do you think that people will really kind of pay attention to this whole who I'm in good with and who I'm in bad with kind of thing in the game? Oh, especially they will because of the degradation factor that once you make it to level 100 with uh, Pacheo, like that's not going to stay there. Like mm -hmm. you have to keep working at it. I noticed that when uh, I tried to do a job for the Bounty Hunter Guild and I was glitched and I couldn't finish it. Mm -hmm. So I actually saw that I had a negative reputation. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh crap. And then a couple of days later, when I loaded back in, I still see them in the dossier, but then I'm at zero, oh, you wow. know? So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that already happened. They, they mentioned that that was going to be a thing mm -hmm. too, that you're just not going to like stay up or stay down, right? Um, which will be really important for those who want to switch careers or switch their contacts. Cause people have already made alternate accounts that are like, this is my criminal account. Yeah. And I don't think they're trying to fire hose people into one career or the other. Like mm -hmm. it's about choice and at any time you could change it. Um, right. So they'll definitely be paying attention to that, especially because we can finally see the math mm. and, you know, we can, we can see like, Oh, okay. Like I need to do this in order to unlock this path. Yeah. That's a good point. Irish Hawk 26. Thank you. Thank you for the follow. You know, I was thinking what you were saying, love, when you talk about that whole thing about it being dynamic and it could change, 
The other thing too is that if I want to stay, if I want to stay in good with somebody, then I have to continue. So I can't, you know, be good with them and then decide to leave for three, four months and then try to come back and think that the relationship is, you know what I mean? The same as it was when I left, you know? So if, if I want to maintain that relationship, it kind of forces me to a certain degree to say, well, I got to occasionally go do some work for Twitch. You know what I mean? To stay in good with her. Uh, if I've been gone for a long time, like in real life, somebody may say, hey, you know, where you been? I haven't seen you in a while, you know, because the value of those missions also increase depending on your reputation with these folks. So you get the higher missions by staying in good with somebody. You know, it's not that you can't work for them anymore, but they may not give you those diamond missions, you know, that you would normally get if you had been in really good relationship with them. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome sauce. Uh, let's see. The next one is on uh, Colossal. Yep, object push and pull. This basically is a system where the mechanic allowing players to grab some larger objects and move them around an environment by either pushing or pulling them. The initial implementation will have usable trolleys that players can find in the world at space stations, cargo decks, and underground facilities. Um, I've tried this, and it's got a lot of work to go on, but <laughs> because it's kind of hard to get it up a ship's ramp. It don't work. Uh, it's bugged out with getting on yeah. ramps. It's totally bugged out. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh wow. Uh, Mazocast, thank you for the raid. Thank you for the raid, Mazo. By the yeah. way, you did a good job on uh, Captain's Table yesterday. I was watching you. Good show, good show, buddy. Thank you so much for the raid. <laughs> Quite colossal, I'm sorry. No, I, I mean, so like I said, I, and I've seen, uh, I tried it one time, and, and as soon as I put my hand on it, I took my hand off of it, and I was like, somebody else can try it. I've seen other people try to do it and not be so successful at it. So um, one of those things that it's just a long time coming, and I guess it's going to be a coming a long time. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love, did you get a chance to push your card around yet? I have not. I haven't even found them, mostly because I haven't looked for them. You know, people already posted where they are. I just haven't looked for them. Okay. Um, so I'm excited. I know it'll take a little bit of work, but I'm excited for the implications of dragging NPCs out, like bounties, you know, into the bounty pods or the medical gameplay implications. If you have, you know, people that are injured in the field and we got to wheel them out. Like, so that's that's exciting to look forward to mm. with that tech. Mm. Very, very cool. I'm glad yeah, you, mm -hmm. Well, I I'm glad she said that because I was going to say, you know, when people, yeah. when this cart thing came out, people got all worked up about cart. Why are we worrying about pushing carts around? Blah, 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 blah. But, but the point was that this was the first iteration of the tech, not of the carts. <laughs> and right. they've already showed us a couple things. We had a sneak peek a couple months ago, some of you may remember, where they showed us a medical bed that was in the game. They showed us how you'll be able to push, um, the NPCs will be able to push things like ladders over to ships for you to get in and out of. There are other things that this push-pull mechanic are going to affect later on. So, you know, the carts are cool. That's great, but it's not about the carts. I guess that's the word I want to say. Maybe we right. should make a meme about that. It's not about the carts, right? <laughs> it's not about the carts. It is about the push-pull tech. And we saw some of it happen when we started with body dragging, and it's going to extend into other things in the game later for when you have habitations, all this other cool stuff. So, yeah. Trauma carts. I like that Harlequin. <laughs> I will say this, though, about it. They really gave us carts with analog wheels yes. that rotate. Yes. This was after they spent a whole lot of IAE talking about, hey, we just released the Nomad. Yep. It hovers forever with this landing gear. Mm -hmm. So you have showed us you can make something that hovers forever mm -hmm. and can do that appropriately. It'll hover, you know, half a meter off the ground perfectly in perpetuity. And yet you gave us carts that are not hover sleds. Mm-hmm. 
It's coming. It's Just coming. Saying. It's that, coming. That's my thing is really it's in the coming. futuristic space game carts with wheels. No disrespect to fast cart. Wheels. <laughs> it's fast coming. cart can't have a sled. <laughs> Good point. Good point. All right. Let's uh, go on to the next one. We don't have a visual for this one. But we can talk about it, though. Uh, I think this one you love this time. Yes, absolutely. Which is actually, it's a, a, allegedly chained to the mounted gun mm-hmm. aiming. So mounted guns, further expanding the player's arsenal by allowing them to take control of a mounted gun on either a vehicle or the ground. These weapons will offer greater firepower and stability at the cost of mobility. With the initial implementation, players can find these scattered around junk sites and underground facilities. Okay. Not something I've seen, something I've read about, and I'm, you know, it's one of those where it's like, oh, that's cool. Not really sure what the practical implication is, other than if you make your own, you know, sandbox scrimmage around it. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen these colossal? I have not. I have not. I have not found these yet. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, I've been listening to other people talking about them, and the more the, the the what I've heard about them is, oh, they found them, but they some things don't work with them yet, quite yet. Um, so I, this is one thing. This is the second thing that I have not been able to participate in is finding these mounted guns. But, mm-hmm. but chat, I mean, maybe chat can go ahead and inform us and let us know where they found it at and what they yep. what type of experience they had with that. Hey, it's Nick says, so they can only, they can be found and they can be used, but they can't be dismantled, they can't be moved, and they can't be redeployed, which we knew. They I said know. that they were going to be mounted guns. Now, again, first iteration, uh, introducing it into the game. I know some of the places they placed them was like in junkyards. And they also had showed us on one of the videos where they're looking to put them as, uh, what do you call it, uh, plants on um, top of homesteads, maybe for the purpose of defending, you know, in the turret areas and something like that. Uh, we don't know completely what the tech is behind that, um, but I, because the fact that they are mounted is really interesting, but I'm sure there's some method to the madness. But for those of you who've had a chance to use them in chat, uh, have you been able to like just go up there and just pull the trigger or did you actually put them to good use in some form? I would love to know if anybody in chat wants to respond to that. Um, okay, so that's the mounted guns. Um, let's move on to the next one, which is the uh, Tumbrel MT. Uh, another piece of controversy that came into the game. Uh, some people were very excited about it uh, because of the uh, the build. Uh, the fact that it, it has both a uh, ballistic cannon or gun on it as well as um, rockets or missiles on it. Uh, some people were like, why didn't they do that in the first place <laughs> instead of making these <laughs> three separate uh, tumble vehicles? Um, I got a chance to go out with it last night for the first time. Um, and it was an in- it was interesting. Uh, I, I really like it a lot. Let me, that's the first thing I want to say about it. I do like it a lot. Um, I was impressed with it. I was just sharing with Love earlier, who's really into racing, that it felt like they have definitely done some tweaking with the driving mechanic for this, because uh, it handled very well. It was easy to drive, but it, I had a, it, it kind of had a feel to it when I drove. Now, some of you all may have may not have felt that same way. Maybe it's just because I haven't driven in a while, but it felt like that they had done some tweaking to the driving mechanic for this. Um, Love, you said you got a chance to go out today, right, in the MT? I actually did not. No, oh, I, I was okay. testing a different feature we haven't talked about yet. Oh, okay, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got info on one feature. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Colossal, what about you? Did you drive it yet? Oh, of course. When it first came out, I was all over this this um, this vehicle. I love it. I don't know why people are complaining about it because, honestly, they built this in response to the community. 
Mm. And, and so, so I, I don't. It's, it kills me how people was like, "Well, you should have been brought it out." Well, that's the reason why they brought it out because a lot of people were saying, "Why don't you have a ground vehicle like this?" And they built this, so now everybody's saying, "Well, it makes this one obsolete, this one obsolete, this one obsolete." Well, mm. that's well, okay, you know, if that's the case, then fine. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I love this, um, this this vehicle. Two missiles, two missiles took out the shields of Akani. Just boom, boom. Mm. I got the shields of a Connie. So I can only imagine had I gone in and continued on shooting those other two missiles, because it has four of them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe the Connie would have been gone with probably with a third missile. Probably with a third missile. Mm -hmm. So I, I haven't really gone out and done some major damage, but we did go ahead and test that when it first came out into a PTU Wave 1. And, uh, and this is something that I definitely went ahead and purchased right prior to, uh, to, to it even being handed uh, when it first came on sale. It's, it's a must-have. I really do agree with that. Okay. I assumed it was coming out to test missile operator mode. That's mm. what I thought when I saw that it came out. I was like, oh, they made this vehicle and it natively might have a piece of that. But mm. I'm assuming it doesn't. You know what's interesting? It's a, to your point, love, when I got in it, well, you know, one of the problems I've had with these vehicles is you have, you know, the driver, obviously, right? But there's a passenger who's there. I, I sometimes wish that they would allocate some type of responsibility to someone in that passenger seat. Uh, you know, maybe the person in the turret is handling the gun, but the person in the passenger seat is handling targeting on the missile. Just something beyond them just being a passenger in the vehicle. Now, maybe if there's not a third person, then yeah, you could hand that responsibility off to the person who's up in the top in the turret. Uh, Echo Node, Echo Node, thank you. Thank you for the follow. Appreciate that. Uh, but I would love to see a little bit more dispersal within the vehicle of everybody having some role. But that's just me because I like having having something to do, you know, other than just jump in the seat and ride around, you know. But that's that's just. I, me. I mean, but think about it, Griff. Think about the usage of this. Imagine mm -hmm. if you had a fleet of these. Oh, they're awesome! Don't get me wrong. You're right. Ground, yeah, and you can decimate an entire defense. Uh, 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 um, real quick, if you had just like six or seven or twelve of these, yes. six, seven, twelve times four missiles, you, all of a sudden you're just like, oh dear God, take me now! When all these missiles start flying around the corner and yeah. aiming all at your defense. So it's it's. I I just think that if if done right, this mm -hmm. this right here is a formidable one. It really okay. can. Be. When Nyla says here, supposedly the passengers will be able to fire a weapon from that seat and, 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 yeah, and true I, yeah, I know firearm i know they will i know that that and, yeah, and that may be the situation you got the rail gun maybe you got the rail gun and you're able to do it um so but I, you but you get my point i'm just wishing that you could do a little bit more uh i will say this to your point colossal i'm really thinking the ground combat is going to be a bigger thing than people have looked at it as because i agree with you 100 percent. i think you are going to see you know i've been watching the clone wars you know i've been talking about that recently Bingo, yeah. but I'm, I'm, i know that they're going to develop something that says that ships cannot always come into a certain area that they're going to have to land and deploy from a distance and we will have to get in vehicles to get into people's encampments and so you're right if you've got 10 of these and god forbid you've got some tumble tanks and some other stuff coming uh yeah formidable these have guided missiles as well as dumb fire as well so mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how people put this vehicle to uh, to use in game. Okay. All right, we're going to jump into the next phase here. Uh, who's it on this time? Is it on me? I think it's on me, right? Yeah, it is. I think it is. Oh no, did I do the I did the tumble MT right? So it's on. Who's it? Who did tumble? Yeah, it's probably me. It's probably, I, I think you did the tumble. I believe. Did so I do it's the probably tumble? on me. Okay, it's on you. Okay, let's hit the next one. So we got what feature updates? Yes, sir. 
And these, are the, these are the things that you got to read further down on the notes to hit. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, so we're talking about cave entrances and uh, and drive-in and sinkholes as far as locations. Adding two, adding two new cave entrances to the PU, the drive-in entrance will allow players to enter using a ground vehicle, while the sinkhole entrance will require players to enter and exit using a ship. These new entrances will replace some of the existing cave entrances, as well as adding additional caves onto planets and moons. Now, that video there is me and my buddy Nihilus. Shout out to Nihilus with his piloting last night. This was our first time doing a sinkhole. He's kind of checking it out, making sure that we can get in there. We also realized that as we were on our way down that there were two other ships down there. Uh, Nihilus, I don't remember what it was. Was it a, it was a, um, uh, a, a Vanguard? And I want to say a, a freaking uh, freelancer. Once we go down, now see there you go. <laughs> there you go. Why is everybody got to really? be violent, man? I'm Why trying to. I'm, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we go to just, just keep watching the video and you'll find out. How's that for an answer? So we <laughs> we we make it down there, and uh, we were amazed at the size of this cave because I mean there were these two other large ships down there, and we were still able to come down there and park. Um, yeah, fist. I know we got to get him some therapy. The, the brothers, is, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the Sith. To wave the white flag when it comes out. Coming that's the, in, that's the Sith. That's the Sith side of him speaking, <laughs> as we know. Uh, but uh, LM, what about you? Did you get to check out caves yet? Was this one of them? I did. Okay. And based on this video, we must have seen a different type. Okay. Because I saw a, an, an entrance that was a sinkhole, but. It was not that far, far down. You guys are like going for a while. Yeah, like, no, this was deep. That. Yeah, that this bad a... fellow was deep. We were. I was amazed at how deep this thing was. You can see we're going down multiple levels. It is. Right. It is deep. Yeah, yeah. The one I found the the flatbed was only maybe like twenty meters below oh, okay. the surface. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty. It was pretty cool because mm -hmm. then you could you know land, get out, look up, and if it was night, you could see the stars. Mm -hmm. So you were just like in a cool, nice. you know, just a cave opening. Mm -hmm. Um. And then what's what's really cool is on the missions for these, it will tell you in the mission, this cave can only be accessed by foot. This cave can be accessed mm -hmm. by a small ship. So mm -hmm. if you're looking for those, it will tell you that um, yeah. in the missions, which you do have to get some rep to get the missions that have the, the, the cave entrances big enough for ships. Um, <laughs> but when we went down there, of course, it was just a platforming nightmare cave afterward. Mm. Um, and this, they even said this, someone asked this um, during a Star Citizen Live, it was last week or the week before mm -hmm. someone asked a specific question of like okay sweet new cave entrances would love to see it is there also like going to be more mining and more valuable stuff down there so we yeah. can you know get some money and they straight up were like no we didn't add any more things to mine in there mm -hmm. like why what was nice because what... i went in there and there was mm -hmm. only one mineable upon entering oh wow and we spent 20 minutes platforming and there was just, you know, I mean, you can harvest the slime molds on the ground, but wow, that's nothing. There's more rocks to mine in the prison mines than in these new caves. Wow. Well, the one we went in last night, what was really nice was when we went in, first, it's really big. As you can see, this is a big space where we're at because there are three ships down there parked with, with a decent amount of space yep. between them. The other thing was, is that it took us a while to find where the path was to go deeper in. And once we did, we had to crawl, we had to belly crawl underneath this one particular area. And when we came out on the other side, I'd never, I know this is in the game. I've known it's in the game forever. I just never saw it. In a lot of the caves, when you go down deep enough, you guys know where you see that thing where the, the little light bugs or the light things on the ceiling are there. That's, yeah. I saw it for the very first time last night. 
and it looked oh. amazing because it was like coming after doing this belly crawl for this good probably felt like a good 20 meters uh you come out and, and the the whole room was illuminated by the ceiling of these lights and it was so cool uh and we did find mineables in there i mined several rocks while i was in there and in fact they were good ones too you're aphorite oh, or wow. something i was surprised and maybe I found a dry one. Are you on Daymar in that video? Yes, is this that is Daymar. Yeah, this Daymar. is if you want to know where this particular hole is, I can tell you. This is Kudra or the open one, not the closed one. Ah. The closed one has the regular walk-in mine. The open one has this, and you'll see it that there's there's a, there's a sinkhole, a very large sinkhole there. Okay, so that's where we were for that. Griff, Griff, you would have seen a lot more lights had y'all blown up those two ships that were just here. We go. Oh my goodness. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Just say it. All right. Um on that on that note, uh let's talk about the uh the new asteroids. Um let's see, that's on you, love, I think. Yep. New asteroids. Replacements for the asteroids currently used in the Stanton system using the new organic asset workflow. These new asteroids can currently be found scattered around Lagrange points. Mm-hmm. Very cool. My biggest thing about these is that these are new asteroids made with new tech. Mm-hmm. So I hope we don't have any more streaming in problems. If you've ever had a bounty mission and you quantumed in mm. and you don't wait for those asteroids to stream <laughs> in, <laughs> you yes. have a bad night. Yes. So that, that's that's what I'm most excited about these is that we are getting refreshments on these yes. you know old space potatoes that were floating there so yep. with the new tech new coding new mm. technology you know they'll load in faster mm. um hopefully not wear so much on people's computers so that's exciting in addition to um you know the organic asset workflow the way they generate you know mm-hmm. the decoration in space mm-hmm. good point good point uh rod 928 thank you we saw you come in thank you for the follow thank you for the follow. for me um, I'm always digging this stuff. And again, I know there's some people who say, wow, they're messing around with asteroids. Why? But I also know that some of that same crowd will eventually be talking about how Star Citizen is starting to look old and doesn't look as good as other stuff. There, there's going to always be this constant tweaking and keeping the tech up and keeping the game looking fresh and new. Um, they may not do it with every little thing. I'm not saying every screw in the game needs to be updated, but I'm saying that there are some assets that to keep the game looking good. And for those of us who've been around any amount of time, we remember when we thought Star Citizen looked amazing seven years ago, five years ago, maybe even three years ago. And if I were to go back and look at that game now, I've got stills, I've got some video of stuff from 2015, 2014. It looks kind of ancient. <laughs> and I hate to say that because we thought it was the, the greatest thing in the world. So our standards are always going to be getting raised because technology and other games are going to be coming out. And I think that CIG does need to keep the game sharp, you know, irregardless of what things haven't been created yet. I think they need to be constantly keeping the game uh, looking good. Just like just like uh, Colossal. He's always looking good. <laughs> I try with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, jerseys. Oh, Lord, here we go. Okay. You got to rework those jerseys every year. You can't wear the same one every day. <laughs> <laughs> this right here is my championship jersey. I'm a winner uh, for the new football season. Lord. All right. Griff know how that was. What? Griff know how that was decades mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Shot across the bow. <laughs> Leave the Chicago Bears alone. Thank you very much. Do you want to say anything about asteroids or can we move on? That's all I want to know. about the asteroids is um even though uh, i guess my whole thing is i I only have one question Mm -hmm. are you going to give us aaron's halo 
Yes. It's there. Or yes. Oh, redo well, he, it all. Yeah, he's I mean, redo it. I'm looking, for the, I'm looking for the gate, right? We're looking for yeah. the gate that allows you to actually go through because yeah. technically you have to go through. That's the gate. You right. have to go through the gate in order to get to the inner part of Stanton. So and outside to get to the outer part of Stanton. So I'm I'm hoping that this tech, this new asteroid tech, is leading into that. Mm. That may be something they're not telling us. Mm. Okay. Good point. All right, we'll jump to the next one. Refinery Station non-commercial room overlays. Introducing blah, blah, blah. introducing the new non-commercial overlays to the entry areas of Refinery Stations to add more variety and better suit the theme. If you, if you guys don't know what this is talking about, they're saying that when you go into the Refinery Stations, what they're trying to do is make some of the built, some of the stations look a little more civilian friendly like with the malls and the shopping areas and things like that and then when you go to places like the refineries when you come into that first area where the big window is all those creature comforts like the nice couches and all that stuff they're kind of getting rid of some of that stuff they want that to feel a little bit more industrial uh so that you know the different stations have their own look uh some of us who were around when the very first stations came in you'll remember the stations all look the same uh, you know you went into them and in fact it was kind of hard to distinguish any differences in them and so what they're now trying to do is, as some of you have noticed, they've even given the stations names now, not just, you know, Hurl L1, but the stations actually have names. And they're trying to distinguish them uh, as they continue the development. So that's that on that. You guys got anything to say about the refineries or you want to just uh, cruise on? I don't care either way. Um, I, I think it's a nice touch. It's part of, you know, the Star Citizen universe. They want these spaces to be unique. So now the refineries, they're going to have less advertisements. I see they have some like safety information stuff inside those environments, mm -hmm. which is great to see. And now, you know, stations are going to have the appropriate advertisements and imagery, the brands, you know, the ship manufacturers, and they'll look a lot better than the Elite Dangerous shopping mall that mm -mm. Uh, we saw in that video, mm -mm. <laughs> where they just put up JPEGs mm -mm. and holographic rectangles and called Ooh. that, you know, commercial space. I oh, mean, you'll get Dark Knight worked up. Dark Knight gonna start typing. He's already typing over there. I can tell you now. That brother's already typing. typing. Already typing. <laughs> there he goes. Several people are typing. <laughs> Any <laughs> dangerous is a really great single player game. Mm -hmm. All right, next. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, good. But I do concur with LM. I mean, you know, so I, mean, I, I do like the way. Just really quickly, I do like the way they're they're moving with this. I do hope that when they do continue on um, refining this, that uh, it can be a little bit more hospitable because these uh, rest stops are supposed to be places where people can actually rest at for a day or two so it needs to look more hospitable to me mm -hmm. than, uh, than a, a, a commercial or refinery station would yeah yeah good point akira 203 thank you thank you for the follow we are at 977 followers for those of you all who've been following us since our anniversary the first week in march we are shooting for 1000 and you guys are getting us there and we really 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 appreciate that we are ooh close uh close. 23 yeah 23 away we're almost there okay um let's see uh love the next one's on you oh no it's, it's, so i'm sorry next one is on colossal my fault i did okay so, so you did refine so we're on Staten system polish yes sir all right so the visual imp improvements uh for all of the Staten systems which includes updating assets object presets mm -hmm. planet painting and global data of all planetary bodies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know what pretty much they all have else to do considering the fact that we're on what v4 now the planet text i believe we're on version four now yeah but did you notice a difference 
I know some major difference yes. even after after they declared that they're done with with, with at least the, the, the planet text. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the planets are are gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. Ariel and Ariel and uh, Aberdeen don't look like orange blotch. <laughs> you know, I, you know, out there anymore. So, the, the, I mean, the tree, they got trees and systems, trees and areas. There's a lot of, of VFX, a lot of sound out mm-hmm. there now that you normally don't hear. Good job, CIG. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love, what about you? Anything with the graphics? Did you notice anything when you went in on this patch? Yeah, from what little I've seen, just like Colossal said, like, it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it, I mean, that's, and that's why we play Star Citizen, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it envelops you like no other in the environment. The detail down to the surface, the rocks, the grasses, the trees, the wind, the storms. Mm-hmm. And of course, most importantly, when you are thousands of kilometers away and you can see that. Yes. Yeah, Ariel looks absolutely gorgeous right now. The different mm-hmm. the colors of the terrain, the materials that make it up. I mean, it is it's incredible. This polish was well deserved and well implemented. Yeah. Harlequin, it's funny that you mentioned about the flora. Uh, last week, a Colossal and I went out in um, Nihilus, and he decided to take us out in... Uh, oh, oh out, <clears throat> he took us out in an Executive Edition 600i. And uh, we <laughs> got to take this ride out into uh, onto New Babbage. And... Uh, Microsec, rather, I'm sorry. And it was amazing. Colossal took us this area that had a lot of foliage. And to his point, we could hear the wind... Uh, I went and stood under one big pine tree and I could hear the rustling of the branches above my head. I mean, it was stuff that I just hadn't noticed before or they have added. Um, but the, the 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 animation of the fauna was amazing. There's much more independence of the animation where before everything kind of waved together. Um, there was just a whole different feel to being in the game and, and it definitely was immersive. I think we hung out there for almost an hour uh, before I shot Colossal and he died. Before I got shot. But um, we, we, had a, <laughs> we had a real good time being out there. I'll tell you the first thing I noticed, though, with the graphics, uh, Love, was when I got up and came out of the hab and went to the elevator, the panel was distinctly clearer in reading. The lettering mm. and everything was much tighter. When I got in the elevator, the different floor names, it was much more distinctive. So it was kind of like it hit me as soon as I came in that something had changed with the graphics. And um, I'm always amazed because the, the also the frame rate stayed good. You know, usually if you tighten up graphics like that, you got to start worrying about some stuff. But it wasn't an issue for me at all. Frame rates has not been an issue for me in this game recently. Has not been an issue at all. So even with right. the improvements of graphics, so. Which reminds me, there's a, there's a small thing that's not on this list, but mm-hmm. they made the font in the global chat in your visor so crispy yes, right now. Yes, that too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even know that was a visual improvement that mm-hmm. we needed. That it's you know now in the PT in the PU everything looks blurry. Like mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So if you, y'all see that in three thirteen, that the uh, the text that's on your your helmet visor when you see global chat, it is crisp mm-hmm. right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, um, the last one, I guess this one's on me, and that's the De- Degenus Root Harvestable. In addition of the harvestable Degenus Root, which is a m- macrolage found in the shallow coastlines of Hurston. And that's I, macroalgae. I, I, macroalgae. Thank you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know what? Y'all, I'm getting old. I can't read. Microalgae. How get microlage? I don't know how I read microlage. Okay, uh, thank you. Um, but he, there was a problem with this in the game. I know that they put in the, one of the most recent patch notes that they felt that uh, these harvestables were causing some problems for folks. So they kind of pulled them out in some areas to do some testing. 
but this is kind of getting back into this whole harvestable thing in the game. Uh, Love, Colossal, have either of you ever been able to find a harvestable on Hurston? At one point, they had those plants that had some stuff hanging off of them. I know Colossal got that look on his face because he spent hours looking for something and didn't find it. Is that what you're going to say? Or you did find it? Which one? Next. <laughs> I haven't seen a surface one either. I've only seen them in caves. I've seen people talk about it. I've uh-huh. seen people talk like, oh yeah, we went apple picking, you know, and found the heart of the woods in the uh, the tree stumps and stuff. And it's like, I don't know how people find these things. They're like, oh yeah, if you look at these bushes that look like they have cranberries, it's actually the, you know, it's like, what are you people talking about? So, I mean, hopefully this one should be easier. It's very specific. It's the coastline of Hearst and there's only so much Well, of listen, that, you, you better know? jump in the ship with Trip because he says he's been picking them. <laughs> He's them, so I, I've oh. never run into one. I've never run into one. I know it's the little red thing, the pomegranate apple looking thing, but I've never seen it. But this is a different plant. Um, some of this may be in the game already. Trip, I don't know if this is one of the ones you've also found. If, 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 if you, are you referring to the one that was in the game before? The one that looked like a weird looking apple? Uh, I'm referring to that, yeah. The is that the woods. one? Yeah, that's the one. I, yeah, the I one remember. that's sitting in the shops over there at New Babbage. Right. I mean, yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah, New Babbage, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I, and I'm just going to move on. I spent hours, hours when they sat there and said the harvestables are in game. And then he tried to say, well, we didn't have enough time to put it in, so we didn't put the icon in game. It wasn't in game, CIG. It was not <laughs> in game. And I spent all that time looking for it. So, Trip. Show me some pictures of you on it or something like that, and I'll be happy to go there tonight. Yeah, send me a pin on Google Maps on the Moby Glass. Yeah. Okay. So Tripp says he has found the ones that were on Hurston, not the algae. He says, but he has found the other ones. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's cool. Thanks, Tripp. Okay. Let's uh, let's jump on to who's got force reactions. The Colossal. Uh, no, is that is that me or is that love? I don't know, is it love? Yeah, love maybe. No, I read the I read the harvestables, right? It's on you. Yeah. Okay, hold on, because I scrolled down, I I lost my place. That's I was so right. passionate about those harvestables. Yeah, these are gameplay That's things we're talking about now, guys. So now we're getting into gameplay additions. All right, so force reactions, gameplay uh, updates to force reaction systems to add str- uh, what staggers that will happen based on uh, severity of received force, causing a player to stagger in the direction of received force. The distance and duration of the staggers increase relative to the uh, to the received force until the force is great enough to trigger a knockdown instead. When staggering into a wall without a weapon, the character will raise their hands or should, depend on the direction versus surface, uh, to momentarily brace, halt themselves. G-Force blackouts are now experienced by actors attached to something to the ship interior, usable ladders, uh, operating seats, uh, weapon mounts, etc., and the actors in the prone front or prone back positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been definitely playing around with this, especially dealing with uh, ship to ship battles. But uh, I've tried. I think we tried that night, Griff, when we were out there, and, and you know, I was assassinated. Yeah, um, it, we didn't get the. We got the force level, first level movement that came from right, you. Right. Did it right. The level two right. is a little bit more extensive. So if you're in a ship, like let's say you're walking down a corridor and you're next to a wall. Normally, when the ship rocks, you kind of lean, but now it actually makes it where you lean and grab the wall. It, it goes Ooh, even oh. further now if okay. you if, if you can get it to go to that point. So they've kind of made it where you're affected more. Because even in the original one, you could get knocked down if, the, if your ship picked up enough speed. So now they're mm-hmm. just adding a little bit more severity 
to whenever a force reaction happens where you can be walking and all of a sudden you really fall up against the wall now uh where before you just kind of got into that weird leaning position and kind of like michael jackson and kind of came back up that was about what it was before so <laughs> okay yeah. okay very cool um how does this affect us in the game because if you've ever had this happen before you'll know how it affects you some people have never had it happen have you guys ever had it happen to you love the force reactions not, not this level two but level one for sure where mm -hmm. you're leaning and you can't run there and you if go. you're on a large crew you can't get from place to place faster i'm very there interested in how they're adding the g-force blackouts to these other states yep i That's can i cool. can tell you when you when we were watching you guys at the race last time at daymar and our 890 <laughs> went into that spin <laughs> we blacked out we started spinning we hit the ground couldn't move and then we blacked out and so, yeah, it was that bad. It took a while before I could actually get up again off the floor. So you're right. The thing that this does do is that if you have a pilot who's flying all over the place and you've got crew members who are trying to run to their gun turret, right? Or trying to run to a certain area of the ship, they're inhibited by crazy yep. flying. And mm -hmm. so now you've got to start thinking about that. Uh, where, you know, before we haven't had to worry about it, you just run through the ship, no big deal. But now, like you said, it'll immobilize you if it gets bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that it, it works with uh, speed changes, mm -hmm. rapid speed changes, or if you rapidly change your orientation. And I wonder uh, when it comes to entering atmosphere or exiting atmosphere, if there'll be a trick to that too, because they did the re-entry effects. Yeah. They, you know, turn those on, turn those off. But is that going to be something that a pilot will have to take into account? Will that also mm. add, add some type of reaction there? Good point. That's what I think would be kind of the next step of that. Good point. Good point. Good work, though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm very excited for the force reactions. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got some video for the next one, I think. So I think it's on you, uh, Love. Shields V2, including the SDF shields, implementing improvements, including the use of particles with sign distance fields to allow shields to more closely conform to the shape of the hull of the vehicle, allowing better visibility at distance, creating clearer visual cues that the shield is being damaged and its overall health. While SDF shields are designed to protect the hull and main parts of the ship, they may not extend to cover attached items beyond the hull, such as weapons that stick out farther than the shield's reach. And this was something we saw at Xenothread. This was specifically what they were testing on the Javelin, if you got to see it, and the, uh, the Idris. And I think the shield's V2 Correct me if I'm wrong, Griff, but it's not on every ship with mm -hmm. 313. Yeah. But they they highlighted some of the large ones. I mean, you know, larger ships that can stand through a lot of ship-to-ship -ship combat and see the shields reacting. This is a very cool one. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are excited for this. I know I am um, to get the visual satisfaction of when you hit a target and you can see where you're hitting a target. Mm-hmm. Good point. Plus, why don't you talk a little bit about this video, because this was your video. Yeah, I'm glad you um, recorded it. I was, I went ahead and... Um, you can't put a copyright against me either for recording you, so go ahead. No, 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 no. of course not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went ahead and, and loaded uh, the ship up, and I went ahead and, and took the stock um, components off, because it, I knew it wasn't going to last long, and I was just doing some bounty missions. And I always go out with one of my favorite ships, the Carrick. Um, to go ahead and, and perform these types of missions and I'm always amazed I did that to go ahead and try to look at what I was seeing and a lot of times I'll just go ahead and do a bounty mission and just look 
and just not engage until I get tired. And that's what you see right now. Griff was taking a picture of it. And I said, hey, Griff, look at this. Look at this. And so you see basically now a bunch of low-level pirates or, uh, you know, um, I'm out there trying to get. And they're just shooting on the ship. And you see the new shield tech that they put in game. Now, because of obviously because I had industrial shields on there, they weren't going to go ahead and uh, you're not, you're not going to see the color changes. But for the most part, this is the new tech that they put in game. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just amazing on uh, where they are uh, uh, going with this. And this is what, just version 2? Yeah. I mean, goodness, amazing tech. Yeah. I mean, I, I was really impressed with this because now this, you can see the impact points with the scatter guns where he's being hit, where normally all you would have seen was just that side of the shield kind of just illuminate into a bubble. But now you're seeing specific points. And of course, like you said, Colossal, when they showed us the demonstration of the heavier weapons, those impact points grow in size and become much bigger. Uh, and then eventually, Love was mentioning this, how the color starts to change on them once they begin to weaken. So the, the visual cues for that is is awesome, especially to the attacking pilots. And because right now you're trying to look at your scanner, see if you know, yeah, it flashes red, but to what degree is it hurt? But now you've got to you can keep your eye on your target and actually see whether or not that shield is starting to come down, which is really going to be kind of cool. Uh, Agent twelve thirteen, thank you for the subscribe for four months with Prime. Thank you as always. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anybody else got anything on that one? Or we'll cruise on to the, uh, pardon the expression, we'll cruise on to the next thing, right? Okay. Um, this one is uh, mining components. Uh, let's see, for those of you who are into mining, uh, mining subcomponents will allow players to customize their lasers to suit <clears throat> specific jobs and encounters. For example, some will make, a mining, make, make mining easier. Some will make it faster. Some will make uh, great stats and boosts at the cost of serious trade-offs elsewhere. These can be purchased in-game, in shops, or on refinery decks. Um, we've talked about this a little, a few weeks back. I was really surprised to see that there was one more level of mining beyond the NGS, <clears throat> but I was really surprised that CCIG decided to add one more element for miners. I like it. Um, I, and I guess when we look at the, uh, for those of you who've done mining, you looked at the laser head, those three little notches have always been there. I just thought they were notches. I didn't know that there was something else coming to fit in there. But these, uh, you do, if I'm not mistaken, these items are passive. And so they are just there to help you out a little bit more with your mining. And so for you mining people, it gives you a little bit more uh, to dig into. Yeah, L Doc, I agree. Halfway done, because that Orion isn't out and those drones aren't out. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Love, are you a miner? Do you get into mining or is that one of the ones you passed up on a career? No, I am. No, I enjoy it. Mining's a great way to listen to music for a couple hours and chill out. Uh, a pros like two prospectors is greater than a mole, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, like moles are fun and all, but like, yeah, it's just one person a prospector or two people in a prospector. You can crack pretty much anything with a helix. And mm -hmm. uh, so uh, these mining components, like you were saying, Griff, um, these are the passive components as opposed to the consumables, which are active. They have a time limit and their effects are greater in magnitude. So these are passive. You can customize, like, do you want three of the same one or do you want these different effects, um, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm kind of overwhelmed at, like, you know, the combination possibility. But I know one of the heads is something that will, for instance, filter out inert material. Mm. Which that's a that's a good prospect there, but I know there's other there's other you know benefits to them stability or you know mining laser power. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I they said they did this because the community was 
asking and asking and I, I would love to where do they get these ideas for the community because that's not the channels i see i didn't in any of my channels i didn't see that people were asking give us more mining customizing i didn't see that where is that i'm a miner and i don't know cool. i can't tell you yeah I, you know like i said i thought they were almost done i was surprised yeah, until until the Orion, of course, where everything's yes. like on five orders of magnitude larger. <laughs> like I, the, the Orion's scary because it's going to cost so much to buy the components for that. I'm I'm afraid of that. But but yeah, no, the 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 subcomponents, the the passive mining head attachment components yeah. are very very cool. Okay, yeah, Colossus, I know you're a miner, so fill us in. You digging it? Um, yeah, I'm digging it. Although there were some there's some people out there that says if you have to use a consumable, you're not a miner. Blah blah blah. I just think that's hogwash. Um, you know, the more the better. That's going to help people out um, to enjoy the game. Uh, it's interesting that they have passive components now that go ahead and help out with the other traits like instability and 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 things like that. So, um, I mean, I'm always always definitely grateful. I'm glad that they've shown a lot of love for the miners for the last two and a half years because for the first. Six, there was no love. Zero zippo nada. Now everybody's crying over miners getting the love. Mm. Mm. Who's the care bear now? You know, I, I mean, it, it, so, it, it, no, you didn't go there. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, I no. Love, I just love it. Thank you, CIG. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, some more, some more oh, thank Lord. you coming my way. So, good uh, job with <laughs> can't, can't, can't let him loose, y'all. Cannot let him loose. Okay. Uh, let's go on to the next subject. I think that's on who? Uh, oh, that's on me. Okay. It's on, yeah, it's on, it's on me. So now we're going to the law systems improvements. Okay. And <laughs> All right. So the law system improvements, Nihilus would definitely love this because he was definitely invited to that today. Updates <laughs> to the law system include proxy crime when one person on board a ship commits a felony and the option to hide notifications and criminal rating updates. I was aware of that. Um, option to hide notifications and criminal record tracking, update uh, the unmonitored bounty marking uh, marker when bounty spends UEC, and uh, looks like you got to update the unmonitored bounty marker when uh, bounty Moby Glass remains in use for a period of time. Mm. Marker will be updated when the bounty destroys the ship, kills a player, or AI. Update marker when the bounty dies or is killed, not arrested. This is interesting. Um, I, I haven't experienced half of the stuff yet, so hmm. I got nothing on this, but I'm definitely intrigued just by reading this. Because the last time I did bounty, like player bounties, it would kind of it was it wouldn't give you their exact position anymore. It would give you this like they were here 15 minutes ago. So this is this is nice. This has a lot of implications. The fact that a bounty can, if they're on their Moby Glass too much, it updates their position, and that they have the option to pay UEC to become unmonitored and harder to track. Like this is this is good data for other implications. Yeah. So, I mean, so help me out. I'm trying to understand this first thing because I get the thing about the proxy crime. Is it up? It updates to the law system includes a proxy crime when one person on board your ship commits a felony and the option to hide notifications. And so, so, so if you're on my ship, if, if help me out here, if Colossal's on my ship and he's committed a crime, is it saying that I will also carry that crime because he's on board with me? 
I would assume so. If I mean, you're shooting, you know, if you're all shooting, because because think about it, if you're all doing the um, criminal mission where we're going to kill a cop in space and everybody's shooting, only one person gets that kill right oh, now. Oh, right, right. That's how it goes. Right. That's how it goes with different bounty But now everybody would catch it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the proxy side of it. Okay. Wow. At least that's how I'm interpreting it, because that's how it works right now, is whoever gets the last shot, or if you're the only person to shoot yeah, on board a ship. I guess they're, okay, ship grids. Yeah, we won't go on on foot. So, mm. yeah, we'll stick to ship grids. Okay, yes, but it should seriously hurt the loose ship grid. Okay, got you. Okay. <clears throat> Don't harbor criminals. That's what Harbor <laughs> says. Don't harbor criminals. Because it did that. It did that. Your ship would be blue, but the second yeah. a criminal entered your grid, it turned it red. And right. you can see that in action. If, you're, if your ship is next to security, mm -hmm. they'll leave you alone until the person floats into that grid and falls to the ground. They'll start shooting at you. So I guess they're just going to share the crime stat, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, wow. I mean, you could get it. I mean, I had Meerkat was on my ship a while ago, and Meerkat was like, oh, by the way, Colossal, I'm a level two criminal. And I was like, great. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And of course, I got a level one crime stat for harboring a fugitive. Mm, okay, that explains so, it. Then. That's when you got. That's when you got to put him in that shuttle and say, "Get out." Okay, yep. that that does it. All right, cool. Wow, cool. That's interesting. All right, love. I think it's on you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, 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 I did have some experience one. with this one. Mm -hmm. uh, quantum sensitive cargo delivery missions. Addition of local delivery missions that have quantum sensitive cargo, which will explode and damage ships if taken into quantum. And again, thank you for the picture right there. These are the same uh, little boxes and containers seen from Xenothreat. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I'm a little bit disappointed in SIG because Xenothreat proved that you can pick up as many boxes as you want to or can you can go to a location sell them off and there is a you know if you had more boxes more money more mission progress whatever it was and these quantum sensitive these quantum sensitive cargo missions right now are you go to a place and pick up exactly one quantum sensitive box that's and it? you can't quantum it is it's literally a box mission but you can't quantum and it was on hurston i picked up a box from hurston and it told me the destination is a thousand kilometers away and you can't quantum. So what that means is you have to escape Hurston gravity to get up to your right, max speed, right, right, which right, is right. about a click a second. Right. A thousand kilometers at a click a second. And no you have to exit atmosphere and re-enter atmosphere, which is about 25, 30 minutes, even if you're experienced with these things, for 11K. So right now, if you look at Spectrum, there's a lot of people complaining about the payout. Mm. And they're right. If you because now you're just gonna you're forcing everyone to just do bounties because you can make so much more money per hour or half hour um so the tech works you know yes you can pick up a box and you can not quantum and it will be intact and you can deliver it and you deliver it into the Kovalex receptacle mm. and it works however i was assuming when they said they would bring this back it was going to be in a salvage capacity where there's a wreck, there's 50 of these, and if you're one person and you only have the patience to pick up five of these, or if you only have a Titan and can only pick up five, you get paid for five. If you have a crew and you want to split profits, show up with four people with tractor beams, move 50 boxes, get more money. That's what I assumed, and I guess right. I should just make a Spectre post and try to get upvotes because yeah. that's, what I that's what I really wanted to see is the incentive for group gameplay, not the incentive to fly for 30 minutes right for 11 well thanks and for that's telling my tag talk thank you <laughs> yeah no no thanks thanks for telling me that so i don't know if i do that mission to make sure i'm in a herald <laughs> so 
I can fly super fast to get where I'm going. I was going. in an MSR, which is pretty fast. Uh, in no, that, you got to get a Herald. You got to get the Herald, man. That's uh, the way to do it. <laughs> Break atmosphere that sucker in no time flat. <laughs> Gotcha. But still, still, you yeah. break atmosphere. You got a thousand no, clicks to go at a click a second. Yeah, no, I get, the, I get the point. Yeah, you're right. That that is interesting. And Dark Knight says, yeah, people have been. It's pretty bad, and people have been hollering about it. So, okay. Yeah. Okie dokie. I got nothing to say about that. I haven't tried I, it yet. I mean, I, I tried it. I mean, I know better next time to go into Pisces. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> but but the mission I did, uh, LM, did have multiple cargo containers. And I was like, mm. I wish I would have had at least another person because and it was at a wreckage. It was at a, at a, um, at a broken down. It was at a wreckage. And I had to go ahead and go and get, and it was just, it was more than one container. And the container, except one thing I loved about it was the container did have a countdown on it. Oh, so um, the time sensitive. It is time sensitive. It was time okay, sensitive. That one. And it did have a time on it. And I didn't realize, I was like, oh, let me just go ahead and pick it up. I didn't really, I didn't pay attention to the time because when you see the mission, it does have a time countdown on it. So I picked it, I picked it up and I went ahead and, and when I got there, there were four minutes remaining on the mission. And I was like, I can't get these crates in four minutes. Mm. So I, I was able to put two of them on, on my, on my ship. Cause you do have to, it's not easy. You can't just go into every opening. There are some damaged doors. You have to go around and try to figure out a way to get into the ship to get it. And then you have to figure out how to get it. So there's some obstacles that you have to jump on and things like that and so forth. And once you do all that, I got, I got two of these in my ship and it was like two minutes left. And just like LM said, you got to 1000 meters, gotta, you got to get up and get out and all this stuff. And I had a slow ship. Yeah, but and that's the, the time, time sensitive. You could quantum them for that. Well, well, by the time I got to my destination, I heard something go boom, and my ship shook. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think the timer is thirty minutes, and you lose if the sec if you touch one, that's your limiter, right? The first one you touch is the first one to explode. And if you're walking through, like I imagine it was a starfarer, you're trying to get cubes. Whether or not you have the tractor beam, like yeah, that's brutal for one person. Mm. So that's why you know. That's well, why I'm, I'm here for make it team oriented. Right. And even if the timer is 30 minutes, it, it, it all depends on when you accepted it. When I accepted it, it was it was less than 11 minutes left on the mission. Mm. And you can so, see the timer count down. So mm. the time so the time in the mission contract was linked to what's on the cube. That's important. Yeah. Yes, it was linked on the queue because I was like, wow. oh, it's 11 minutes. I guess I just snatch it. And I, so I, I go ahead and snatch it. I get there. It's four minutes left on the freaking container. So I was like, please don't take them there and sync. Please I have one there. That data is important. The data <laughs> that synchronizes with the, like, what's happening with the mission live. Right. That's right. important. So that was interesting to know. And like I said, I had two containers and both of them blew. And I just happened to turn around and my ship shook. And I'm seeing a little bit of smoke coming out from my, because I, um, I had a Reliant, I had a Corey. And I just happened to turn around and there it was right there. It was, it was both ships were, were blown and I lost money. Interesting mission. And lost reputation, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all catch that chat? Aren't we bougie? The Corey. The Corey. I was flying in my Corey. Right. So, okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Let's hit the next one. I think that's, yep, uh, that's that you? me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which we kind of touched on timed yeah. multi drop delivery missions, addition of missions with time sensitive cargo in which players are expected to deliver multiple packages, each with slightly varied timers, meaning players will have to prioritize which box to drop off first. Mm -hmm. I don't know about mm -hmm. the varied timers being as important as the mm -hmm. fact that, like, the contract shows the time. That's That's the coolest thing to me. Yeah. How many boxes was it that you had, Colossal, when you did that? 
I had two. I had two of them in there. Okay. Did two. you did you do and, one of these uh, two, love? One of the timed ones? I did not. No, okay, no. Just the I, did, one. I took so long doing the quantum one. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got tired. I went to bed. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Okay. All right. So yeah, we did talk a little bit about both of those. So okay, cool. Um, let's see how we're doing. Oh, we're doing okay on our time. Let's uh jump down. There are three new mission types um that have been added to FPS mining. Uh, I'm sorry, FPS combat, I'm sorry, inside of caves, which introduces uh, more, uh, what's that, AT? NPCs? What does that mean? I don't what's know. AT? More AT? What's an AT? NPCs. Like attack NPC? Is that what that means? I don't know. Does anybody know what that means? Introduces more AT NPCs into the cave and FPS mission reputation? Huh. I don't know, autonomous? I don't know. know. It's capital A, capital T, gang. If anybody knows what that means, feel free to... A-T-N-P-C. This is straight from the uh, notes, so I didn't make it up. Um, Anyway, okay, here are the three types of missions. Uh, You have FPS Cave Assassination. The player must navigate their way to a cave and find a civilian target. The player must kill them when they find them. If the player is in a monitored zone, the target will count as a murder victim. This mission will become available to players upon completing one Vaughn assassination mission. The next one are FPS cave bounties. The player must navigate their way to a cave and find a criminal target. The target is protected by armed guards who will attempt to kill the player on site. This mission will become available upon completing the Crusader bounty introduction mission for missions around Stanton 2 and and available upon completing the Hurston bounty introduction mission around Stanton 1. And then last but not least, there's an FPS cave clear all, which I've done that one. The player must navigate their way to a cave and kill all the criminals they find there. This mission will become available upon completing the Crusader bounty introduction mission for missions around Stanton 2 and available upon completing the the Hurston bounty introduction missions around Stanton 1. Actually, I think Colossal, we did the cave bounty and cave clear all before, didn't we? When we went out? Uh, Yes, we did did do the cave. Yes, there was a, um, we had some uh, NPCs up in there. We had to clear certain areas and there was out. one person in particular we had to kill, too, if I remember and, correctly. Right. There was one person that we had to kill. I know mm-hmm. the one that I did prior to you guys was that, um, I think that was the one when um, um, I fell down and I couldn't get back up. Right, and, right. And I dragged my body all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Love, there's, a, there's one cave uh, in there where in order to get into the deeper part of the cave where the people are, you have to jump on these different pillars. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw that yet, but it's, it's, let's just say the fewer people you have, the better your odds of getting across. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no cave platforming. As someone who literally played Crash Bandicoots, and some of them are kind of hard, okay? Like, I cannot stand this Star Citizen platforming. I don't know who did it. I've played some hard platforming games, okay? Mm-hmm. I can make magic happen in Super Mario Sunshine. If anyone in the chat knows all the flips and stuff, you could. I know all that. I know Crash Bandicoot too. The platforming in the caves in Star Citizen makes me lose my mind. <laughs> It's obnoxious. <laughs> That's, thank you for talking to coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Face to Face, for saying that because y'all did steal my stuff. That was only when I was on the body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I was on the ground. Stole yeah, it right off my body. And Griff, was talking about, and Griff was talking about selling it. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the new feature they put in the game. You can sell stuff now when you take it off of people. What the heck? I was just, I was just telling people, you know, you can sell that stuff, you know. But yeah, that was all I said was, you know, you can sell that stuff. 
All right. Yeah. Okay. Next one's on me. Uh, I think, right? Okay. No, you just read, you just read the whole. Oh, did I? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Colossal. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get back in my corner. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You read the assassination, the cave bounty, and the cave yes. clear off. So yes. I'm on these shits and vehicles of Aegis. That is uh, visual updates. My favorite small fighter. Right. So I'm a huge Gladius guy. Love Gladius. I love the Gladius and or Gladius, whatever they want to call it. And I love Aegis. Um, uh, so we have made many changes to the updates to increase the visual standards of the Aegis Gladius. Uh, this includes many level of detail, decal, geometry, material, and paint changes inside the cockpit and on the exterior of the ship. <laughs> so uh, they uh, smoothed ramp collisions uh, proxies for the ships to help uh, pushables and vehicles on them, and they removed access to carrick and mole turrets when landing gear deployed landed to prevent Clipping issues, they also increased in-game price of a Speria Prowler to be more in line with ships or of similar role or size. They also added Mercury Star Runner uh, to in-game shops. Uh, they added the Talon and the Shrike uh, into game shops as well. And they added the Nomad, the nomad into game shops. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right, so some of you all know that the, the Gladius, as in Colossal, you mentioned this earlier, that it's starting to move toward, quote-unquote, gold standard. We know there are some things that they haven't added completely. Some of you remember Colossal referred to this earlier. They haven't added the compass heading into the HUD that they were supposed to, so we're still waiting on that. But basically, I think what they're saying is they've gotten the ship pretty much to where they want it to be as far as what you know the way it's supposed to operate. Uh, a lot of what you see on this video that you're watching right now are things that can be implemented both in Star Citizen, but even more uh, in Squadron 42. Um, Love, did you get a chance to see this whole thing with the different hatches and component areas? Did you get a chance to look at that yet? I haven't, uh, no, but I, I mean, okay. I'm looking at the video and uh, yeah, it's looking what, great. Yeah. Some ships more than others have where you can open and there's supposed to be a component in there like in the MSR because it's relatively new. Mm -hmm. You know, you can look at the components. Right. Um, so this is great stuff that at least on one ship, you know, they're getting that down. And yeah. I can't wait to see that trickle down into the designs of others. They get to the finished state. Mm -hmm. They get all their open and closed panels. They get their components so we can repair components or switch out components. And like this fuel access I'm seeing, you know, mm -hmm. manual refueling or the boom refueling because yeah. that's that's the big update y'all that repair and refuel but mm -hmm. we're not talking about that today <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll be the big one that'll be the yeah. big changing one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so colossal to you you know this was pretty amazing to me when because obviously the gladius is one of the ships that's been around for a very long time and now we kind of see where all these where a lot of ships have the internal access but this is probably the first time we've seen this level of external access to the ship. We first, the gun rack was the first thing they put in, but now everything's in there, right? Shields, uh, drive, fuel, everything, right? Coolers, you can access everything, right, on this ship now. And storage. Remember, the, the yes. glasses will have at least two SCU with the storage up in there. Yes. So, yeah. So they do have all of that. I'm, uh, I'm, all, I would be, uh, you know, remiss to say that also the talent. Um, seems like it has a lot of its uh, components and things working as well, especially in the front part of the tiling, the right underneath the nose. Check mm -hmm. it out, guys. Right underneath the nose of the tiling, you, there's there's a there's a open button. The tiling has these red buttons mm -hmm. that you go ahead and press to go ahead and open up certain components. So 
I, so talent is another ship that I believe mm-hmm. is either at gold standard or mm-hmm. just close to being ready. But it does have a lot of components that you can open up with the talent as well. But I am really, really, really uh, um, happy with what they've done here with the Gladius. And now they're moving on with other ships to go ahead and do that to make this once again uh, a, a game where you, it's going to be shipped focused and ship intensive to where everything just like you know whether you're playing i was talking now it's um uh other games like a um a flight sim game where you, where you can go ahead and press every every button and open every component or, or, mm-hmm. or activate everything i think this is heading towards that it's, it's amazing good mm-hmm. job yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah it's pretty amazing uh and again to be able to see that these Physical areas in the ship now are accessible to us. You know, I, it'll be next thing for me to be see. The next thing for me to see will be how do we swap them out? Is there what's the animation yep. will be to yep. actually be able to take something out, replace something? Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, we're getting there because we recognize many of the components that are in the ship here. I love the fact that the coolers uh, are on there. I love the fact that the shield. <clears throat> there's actually couplers that come onto the shield. When you look at how a shield unit is made. When you see it on the Gladius, you see that there are some couplers that come out and connect to it when they open the panel for it. So, um, again, one of the things I love about this game is, you know, sure, there are plenty of things in here that are cosmetic, but quite often when we see some work or detail going to something, it's because it's actually going to have a function and a purpose in the game, and it's not just there because it looks good. So I'm really excited about that for the the Gladius, you know. And for those of you who don't, if you, I know most of you know this, we don't want to be preaching to the choir, but Get familiar with the Gladius. It is the ship you will be flying in Squadron 42. So don't ignore it. Don't say, oh, it's a light fighter. I don't care about it. If you're going to play Squadron 42, you're going to be in a Gladius. So if you have an opportunity to fly one, rent one, borrow one, get used to it. Because it, it definitely is a, a nice fighter, but you'll be playing it in Squadron 42. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gladius. Yep. Love, was there anything else on that list that Colossal just read that stood out to you? Um, about the Carrick or the the ships that are now be able to buy in game, any of that stuff stick out to you? Oh, I know that's going to be nice for a lot of people to get their hands on the uh, Nomad, the Talon, and the MSR. Even though like everybody has an MSR or a ship that has it as a loner right now, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know who who doesn't have an MSR. Um, and a big thing, I I didn't know this was real, but you know the Carrick and the Mole turrets. I, I I mean that implies that. If it was low enough to the ground, I guess people could clip their way in. Oh, so. big time. It rumbled. Yeah, you'd rumble that yeah. ship like crazy if you let those wings out. It was hitting the ground and everything. So they've, they've cut oh, that wow. out. Uh, some of you may remember there was a bit of controversy about the Esperia Prowler. Because the Esperia Prowler was, I think, 4 million in the game. Does anybody remember 2 or 4 million in the game? But it cost 400 bucks. And people were like, them numbers ain't right. <laughs> so they have increased the price of the Prowler. I don't know what the new price is. If somebody in chat knows what the new price is for the Prowler, but they said that they've made it more in line because it was definitely, definitely underpriced in the game. And people were like, why pay that money when you could just go in the game and get it for $2 million? So that's changed. 2.5 now, Go Map. That's all it is now? Right? Or is that the old price? Maps giving us a price. I don't remember which one. Oh, before it went up. Yes, yes, that's yeah. what it was. Yep. Thank you, sir. Two point five. So it, they've raised the price. So there you go. It was the whole price. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to the next one. There. Uh, loves on you. Yep, that's me. Weapons and items. The equipable med pen replaces the previous functionality of immediately using an FPS consumable to heal or oxygenate with the oxypens. Medical pens are equipable by pressing the C, the consume 
action C key or by interacting with a pen and selecting the equip interaction or when selecting a pen from the, uh, ooh, I guess now they must have added this. I haven't seen this. The mm -hmm. FPS consumable quick select wheel. Uh, the pen will use itself on yourself when triggered by clicking left mouse button, after which the pen is automatically dropped. Little the bug. FPS consumable quick select wheel can be opened by holding the C key. I guess that's where I, that's where mm -hmm. I got it wrong. <laughs> Because I saw the I saw the key binding in the settings, but I didn't know what, what that mm -hmm. meant. I thought I I tapped it, and uh, I I guess it's like C and right click or something. Uh, medical pens can be holstered mm -hmm. by holding R or by selecting the holster action from the wheel. Mm -hmm. Medical pens can now be interacted with in the same manner as other equipable carryables via the interaction system, and can be carried, equipped, inspected, and stowed. Mm -hmm. And also, they added the Drake Buccaneer spinal mount turret to in-game shops and arena commander rentals. Uh, the med pen stuff for sure works as described. I didn't know how to activate the wheel, but I did look down and I could grab the pen and I held it, left mouse click, use it on myself. But when my uh, buddy uh, was having issues like equipping a med pen or didn't have one, he could straight up just grab it off off of my belt yep. and use it. I was going to say, that's the new thing. They're stealable. If you could <laughs> rip <Yep>. somebody else's <laughs> off of them. Well, so don't walk around with them suckers because people will walk up on you well, and steal your stuff and you won't even know it. Then you try to look for well, a med pen. It's like, where'd my med pen go? So, yeah. and, and that won't be that way for long. Because oh, no, the I know. It's a bug. Did say that they were gonna, it's a bug and they're going to take that off. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if that was quick because I wish they would have gave these instructions prior to me actually getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I wish I saw this earlier too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm like, oh, what's going on? What I got like this, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to die, I'm about to die, I'm about to die, I'm about to die. And, oh, you got to go ahead and stab yourself. But so, I mean, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting feature. Um, uh, I mean, I guess they're allowing for people to actually, if somebody's in need, they can grab one from you. I guess that's the whole purpose. Yeah, yeah. It's one of them. So interesting. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't look like you can use it on other people yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not but yet. Uh, the big thing is this, as opposed to our inner thought action wheel, this FPS consumable quick select wheel mm -hmm. that I assume is distinct and different. And I wonder what all items are included in that. Yeah. I mean, Every item is that, that, that going to be like easier than, because you only have two utility slots and you can do multi-tool, knife, or key card. You know, you have grenades, flares. Is that going to be or something they can pull it from the inventory? Or is well, right now it's just the consumables. It's, 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 so let's say you have... Drink. Let's say you drink. have... Um, Let's say you have... No, when, whenever you're in trouble and you're using the MediPens, or an oxygen. Okay, let's say you only have two medipens and you got one oxygen equipped. What it's going to do is it's going to put a little uh, circle up and it's going to say medipen here, medipen here, and oxygen here. Which one do you want to select? And uh, you can go ahead and select either one if you really uh, if you really um, want to or switch it out. Some people are in atmospheres where they just really need some oxygen. And um, when you press and hold the C button, it's going to allow you to switch, um, uh, quickly switch it out. So I've I've experienced that multiple times. It's it's an interestingly useful function. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, nice. So yeah. it puts it into your hand so later it can be used on other people as opposed to, oh, I've activated the med pen. I'm gonna use it on me. Mm -hmm. Like it gives that intermediary step. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. All right. Uh I'm gonna jump down here to Cortec. Um, the thing that everybody always cares about, uh, <laughs> Cortec, uh, they added a new profile option for the Toby Eye Tracker to differentiate it for flight 
versus on foot. Some of you all know that when you're using a Toby Eye Tracker, which I was happy and excited enough to purchase a few months back, uh, if you use a Toby Eye Tracker, you can set it to work all the time, or you can have it work when you're just flying, or you can have it not work or work when you're looking at your Moby Glass so you don't get too dizzy. It has multiple settings. So now they've added a new setting in there for, to, differentiate, to differentiate between flight and on foot. Um, also, user folder. Oh, here's another one and for a lot of folks who will care about this. The user folder location has changed. With this update, the user folder structure has changed a slight amount. This adds a couple of extra layers to subfolders inside the original user folder compared to the previous release. User folder change location is at install and then user and then client slash class client then slash zero. So for those of you who are into the whole deleting your user folder thing, just make sure you pay attention when you go in there to do that. Okay. Archive those screenshots and yeah. those mappings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> around with that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Colossal. Listen, uh, listen. We're going to jump into what's been delayed. Some of you all know that there was a lot of not a lot. There were a few things that just very few things that were delayed that are going to come out in three point one three X. But they were important things. Some things that people were looking forward to. So, Colossal, why don't you hit those for us real quick? All right. So d these are the items that have been delayed so far. Spot. What is it? Spawn closets. Mm hmm. Okay, uh, these areas allow entities such as NPCs to spawn in areas outside of new player view. This will be used to support uh, support missions, locations, populations, and security responses. Also, in addition to that, ship to station. Docking. Do me a favor. Let's stop. Let's talk yeah. about each one because these are kind of big. Let's talk All about right, the spawn good. clauses and why they're important in the game. Yeah. So I have no knowledge of this. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, I got no problem. No problem. No problem. Yeah. No, spawn clauses are basically going to be where NPCs come from. Right now, you always see NPCs walking around, right? But like, uh -huh. let's, say, let's say that there's, um, let's say you do a security breach at, at Hurston, right? You know how the guards are all standing around right now? There will be some guards around, but now you may have some guards actually come in from some area. Like they, like they, got, a, like they got a call for it, right? Like there's a shooting happening and blah, 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 blah. So they'll, these NPCs will respond coming from there. Uh, janitors who will be working will be coming in and out of rooms now when they wanted, they've got a job to do in the game. Um, so they're saying that you're going to see a shift in the population. An area may be populated with a lot of people, and then it might diminish over time. Like when you get to nighttime, maybe there are less people in the space station at that time. Yeah. So you're just going to start yeah. having this, this movement of life basically instead of these people who are just standing around t-posed or just standing on chairs or just walking you know aimlessly around they're going to have a more of a purpose i guess you could say okay yeah they'll spawn and despawn as opposed to if you're standing exactly. in korea because this is a fun thing i love to do whenever i'm trying to do a bounty and someone kills me there is something i can do to retaliate if someone's at that terminal in korea i can mm. spawn the korea mission because mm. the second you activate the korea mission all the npcs load in right. at about the same place and they start to walk into place but that's what they do is they all at the same time will load in and if that player isn't aware i did that then the npcs will kill them and there you go ha -ha, there back. you go um so spawn closets where things will enter and things will leave mm -hmm. as opposed to everyone just spawns in their places mm -hmm. uh that's that's really great tech right there yeah, yeah. this is the next yeah. one go ahead plus what's the next one all right, so ship to station docking, which is one of my favorites. See, I'm waiting for this. Adding the ability to dock large ships to docking ports at space stations, including various related work, such as having ATC assign you docking ports when appropriate. 
building out uh, docking uh, connectors and lobbies and space stations for larger or large ships to connect to. Um, uh, I, I, okay, so we got a delay on that, right? Mm -hmm. And we've seen videos on that one, but I have, Griff, you can, I don't know, um, Griff or, or LM, if y'all going to a couple of the stations where you can actually go into the actual hangar where the docking hanger um, uh, collar is, you can't go into the collar itself because there's a door that's closed off. But you can you look through the window, little tiny windows it's got, and you can see through the long corridor. Um, but so, so it's this, it's this actual area that somebody behind a counter. It's a it's a pretty decent size. Where is this room. at? Uh, this is at any of the major stations that have like a Everest Harbor. Okay. Um, yeah, you can go there in the elevator now. If you go yep. in the hangar elevators, uh -huh. docking A, B, and C is at the bottom of the list now. Yep. Or oh, they put it back in again. Okay. Oh, it was accessible now. Okay. I mean, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that they had set that up for that yet. I didn't know that it was set up for that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you you can actually go in there and actually go into the lobby. The lobby is a elongated area. There's a there's a counter there. There's somebody behind the counter, and then there's a big old huge hangar door where it's closed and it has a window, a rectangle window where you can actually look through the corridor. So the corridor is out. It's not extended all the way out, but you can actually see it. It's quite neat. You can mm. go in there and see it. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's something to take okay. a look for, then. Alrighty. My fear yeah. with this is if they implement it and they they you know realize okay, so there are ships that have the docking capability. Let's let's you know they call ATC and then they dock. Can players get the choice to dock or go in the hangar though? If they mm. don't implement that choice, I feel like some some coding logic is going to leave people out of you know desired situations because those are two different situations if you're coming in to, to dock it that's different than coming in to land at a hangar like will you be able to repair and refuel at a docking collar mm. i mean until we get the drones i mean mm. but that's not, like will, will that be mm. our docking collars just for personnel just movement docking and that's or it. will yeah. they have repair and refuel support that's interesting that's a real good question i never thought about that so I hope they give players the choice. Yeah, if, if when, I need to be refueled, I can option for a place that refuels, or if I just want to unload people, I can just do that. Wow. Okay. Yep. Okay. And I know that, I know some of the collars that they've shown us are for some of the quote-unquote larger ships. I think the Hammerhead is probably the smallest one that I've seen that can match one of the collars. But they do have certain collars for like ships like for the Connie. And I don't know yep. if those are docking collars or ship docking collars. That's what I'm not sure about. I'm assuming that they're ship, yeah. they're docking collars for stations because they said that they would have different types of collars at different locations. Um, yeah, because like the collars on the Cutlass Red and the Blue, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. those are for. Yep, those match out similar to what's on the Connie. So oh, that's okay. interesting. Okay. Good I question. mean, I guess the other question that I would have with that is would those stations be specific? for that or would there be a different type of station like those that you would see at a star uh, you know when you're watching star trek yeah and they have the specific military stations for those types of the, those ships that are coming in for damage or 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 leave mm -hmm. shore leave or things like that uh, i mean does everest harbor have to be specifically for somebody to go ahead and refuel or is it just there for somebody to come in with those types of idrises and stuff like that and i would it's, it's kind of hard for me to believe that an idris would have to go up there to that type of a civilian type station and refuel i'm wondering whether or not that yeah that may not even be a case because i'm thinking about no. even if um what's the place we talked about earlier the cryastro remember right. cryastro was only so big you know, there's some ships that we have in the game right now that couldn't even land a Cryastro. So unless they're doing a complete redesign of it 
And maybe facilities like that are the type of place, or maybe that's when the Starfarer comes into play. When you've got mm -hmm. ships like that, you know, you've got some type of fueling that happens from a Starfarer versus a facility, because you can't, I mean, where are you going to put an Idris and refuel it? You know, I mean, you're going to dry dock it. That's going to be about it. I don't know if the church are going to pull up to a, like you said, an Everest Harbor, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, but Colossal has a good point that right now those are testing platforms for these features. The real Everest Harbor might not even have that, yeah, that entire bottom yeah. section in the future because they did that for Invictus. the um, Invictus, right, you know. Right. So those yeah. might not even exist in the future. Yeah, because because in, Invictus, I mean, all you've got is the, the 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 gangways. That was all you really had, and they didn't even extend out to the ship. You know, so it'd be interesting to see what happens out of that. Dalton yeah. Carlos would make sense for the Idris, et cetera. Okay, yeah, see, I see what you're saying, Trip. Okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump to the next one, uh, Klaus. The Tumbro Nova, the mm -hmm. Tumbro Nova building, implementing, and balancing the Tumbro Nova as a drivable vehicle. Hmm. Yeah. The Tumbro yeah. Nova, um, I'm going to try and find a picture about it. Why don't you guys talk about it real quick? I'm going to see if I can find this picture real quick. We've seen a lot of it. They've shown a lot of it lately in their videos. So I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I I guess with, you know, the Crusader series, they're just going to release them all at once. But in different videos and stuff, we've seen a lot of the Nova. I mean, yeah, they did talk about it in the past video. They sat there and said one word, epic. <laughs> I mean, they, they, asked, they asked him about how does it sound, epic. Well, how does it look, epic. I mean, right. <laughs> All right. So, so let me ask you guys this question about the Tumble Nova in chat. You guys can chime in on this. Do you think that people are underestimating the Tumble Nova? And what I mean by that is I'm not talking about in relation to firepower. I'm referring in relation to its use. Uh, the the, the Tumble Nova is not a one-person vehicle. Right. Correct. Do you think people are going to be factoring that in when it comes to the use of it to actually maximize the use of it? Because I'm wondering whether people are still thinking like World of Tanks. You know what I mean? Um, are they really thinking about this vehicle? But you're going to have to have multiple people in it to use it. <laughs> That's what yep. I'm asking. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, LM, you want to take this? Because, I mean, she's, I mean, I, I, Griff, I would love to see the pictures that you have with not only just the tumble. I just got it. I just got it. It was something the Cosmic, it was something the Cosmic posted the other day. Right. There were two of them. This is one of them here for you guys who can see it. I'm sorry I didn't have this prepared. Right. That's one, it's compared to the Ballista. They're giving you some oh. type of, you know, size thing with it. And then here's the other picture. And there. the cannon on it is a size five. They yes, just right, right. that in the patch notes, which is huge. And so a big thing is the range. The range right. is what will make it deadly. You know, if it has short range and it can't engage ships before ships engage it, you right. know, yeah. some people might see that as its big weakness. So I see that as its strength. I'm going, to, I'm going to work off the assumption that these measurements are right. If you That little box at the very front of the red car is a, is a washing machine. So they're trying to give you some proportionate ideas as to how big that tank is. And you can see there's another tank parked alongside of the Tumbrel tank. That is a big tank. <laughs> it's going to be big. They've shown um, mm -hmm. like a model in gray box. They showed yeah. a player character next to it. This thing is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you can pull up a picture of it next to it, uh, along with the Hercules, what is it, A2 or the, um, which one is the, the one that carries it? The C2, the picture of the two <laughs> tanks. Well, right. only one tank is rolling out of it, but everybody assumes that it can hold two tanks. But that's, there it go that's two, a right? of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. 
Shipwreck, so, thank you so much for the uh, for the subscription. And Clay, Ra I mentioned it earlier. Thank you for the follow. I didn't get to say it to you. I typed it, but thank you for the follow. Mm -hmm. What were you saying, Colossal? Now, if I could pull up what? Uh, if you can pull, if you got any pictures of it next to one of the Hercules Hercules ships, that's what we're carrying. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Lord. the C two where where you know it's the desert and they're rolling the tanks out of it. Okay. Yeah. The picture makes everybody imply that it can hold two tanks, and I'm kind. I mean, I hope they built it with that in mind. No, it is on the specs on it. It it shows that it can carry two. Um, that's the one thing I can tell you that it is in this because when I was trying to measure out between the C two M two and A two. You know, they have a diagram of the interior or what you can fit in it as far as tumbrils, uh, tanks, and something else. I forget what the other thing is they have it set up for. It might take me a minute to right. pull that one up, but uh, okay. No, okay. Because I see some right here. I mean, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, this, and I'm seeing at least two coming out of this thing from the yeah. back. Okay. Um, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, uh, wow, this is. Someone this... really made. Hold, hold, I'm sorry. Someone made an emote of my face. Yes, and, and mine too. Mine is up there. I saw mine just up there. That's the first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Colossus. I made it, guys. I'm a Twitch emote. Thanks, shipwreck. Yeah, I saw mine up there. I said, oh dear. Um, you know, I mean, these ships are going to be huge. I mean, these ships, really, these tanks mm -hmm. are going to be huge. These tanks are going to be massive. They're going to be just as important, if not more important. Then uh, what you just put up there, um, um, the one with the, the shoots the missiles mm -hmm. um, or the torps. Are, are there torpedoes that's, that's on that ship or, 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 or it's on the ground vehicle, the ballista? The oh, ballista those are, those are missiles. Right? missiles. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I mean, there's a lot of firepower with this. And I think what uh, you have to have a minimum of at least, what, three people on this thing, a minimum? Mm hmm around three or four people because one is going to be up at least uh, talking about you know shoot here one's going to be on the gun and the other one's going to be on the missiles because you got missiles in the back as well i mean this is a heavy heavy tank and based off of the lack of information that they were trying to give us at the uh, at the last show that they uh, did um using the word epic and things like that especially with the sound i'm encouraged to hear how this thing sounds as it goes goes across the land <laughs> uh, yes, the tread noise right what's no, that gonna be like treads are important too in, in yeah. terms of ground vehicle tech the treads right. are important yeah right you know so i i, I can't wait till this comes out I can't, what is it 313x so uh when yeah, it's, it one of a, it's one of us it's in 313 it's just one of them yeah one of the updates yeah okay one of the packages that will be coming out okay Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. All uh, right. I think that goes right into what Crusader, right? Yeah, yeah. You can keep going. All right. So the Crusader M2 Hercules Starlifter it encompasses all tasks, including design, art, audio, and tech required for the implementation of the Crusader M2 Hercules military transport into the PU. What do you think about that? Well, let's let's go to. Uh... Uh, well, let's start with Love. Love, have you got an M2 or L A? Is C? I'm sorry, was, was the M2 right? M2 first? Is that what's going on? M2, M2. military variant, which okay. is as a military transporter, it has more guns, it has like seven or eight turrets. Oh, look, nice picture. Um, nice, uh, there we go. Yeah, so it has like hella turrets, uh, less cargo, and for something that's monochromatic, surprisingly, it's not in my inventory. Um, we have some other folks in my org that have those. Um, so it's neat. It's cool. I wonder how they're going to balance the 
efficiency or you know so the c2 is the cargo version and right. is having all these turrets are they going to be the appropriate size to make up for no cargo um so i'm, I'm excited to see this and uh i mean i don't know what it, it would have to be defending something but nor, for now escorts defend cargo boats so this is a giant I mean, you'd have to see this thing fighting an Idris or something. I'm, I'm interested in the combat aspect of, like, what can this thing destroy more than anything else? Because it's supposed to have so many guns on it. And the A2 will well, take a lot longer. Yeah. It's a different situation. I, so. <laughs> I bought the C2. I mean, I, I thought the A2 was great, but I thought the pricing was like, ah, can't pay for that. So I, I bought a C2 because I'm a big person into cargo and transport. And then I started looking at the stats on the M2, and I said, well, maybe I'll go for a little bit more of the defensive offensive for it just in case to protect my cargo. And then I said, well, you know, I'm only a couple hundred bucks away from the A2, so <laughs> upgraded again. <laughs> so now I have the A2 over time, and I'll probably get a C2 again. Maybe I'll work for it. Maybe I'll buy it. I don't know. But uh, I'm looking forward to these ships, these Crusader ships. I really am. They're... I, I just think there's a lot that can be done with them. And I think they're going to, I've talked about this before, them opening up the door now for the greater yes. combat ground play, because now we can move tanks and we can move tumbrils and we can move all this stuff now, which before has been very limited in the shaky bottom of the Andromeda when you put your tumbrel in. So now that will change. So Yeah, okay. that will change a lot of events. Mm -hmm. Chipwrecks here. So it'll change the Damar rally and it'll change the Hurst and Hurt locker. But yeah, it'll change a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will. No, you're See absolutely you there in right. October. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> it, will. It, at the person heard it will. And uh yeah, it will. It will. Be getting all the all the team vehicles and the C2 at once. Mm -hmm. That'll be nice. Okay. Very cool. Uh okay, we got through everything. Believe it or not, gang. Uh this was did we hear everything? Right? C2, M2? Right. Yeah. Well, the C2 and M2, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, we did. Okay. Yes, we did. So we're waiting for those to still pop up uh, in 3.13x at some point. Uh, Love, if you wouldn't mind, could you cover that next subject? And I'm going to start bringing up the information for it. Oh, sure. The bar soul citizen. Uh, you know, with the uh, pandemic, there hasn't been a bar citizen, which were in real life events. I mean, hey, I'm bridging to the choir here. You know, the real life events. We'd hang out with other people who play games on the computer at a bar. And talk about spaceships they're doing it virtually at soul citizens you can rsvp for that get the information we're trying to get a hundred people to virtually talk about spaceships all together at the same time i think griff's trying to find a mm -hmm. visual or something because that's all that i know but i'll try to be there that's a good job, a good job. <laughs> sounds like a fun time gotta yeah. bring your own beverages yeah byob <laughs> yes this is a byob event and they don't, uh, they don't lie to me on this one. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like Love said, you know, we haven't been able to get together socially. Uh, and so we want to be able to kind of do this through Bar Citizen. It'll be virtual. There's the link in chat. Uh, we are asking people that you would RSVP for it. It's going to be Saturday, um, May the 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Once again, the information's right there in chat. Uh, it'll be on Zoom. Hopefully what we want to be able to do is just not just connect folks with Soul Citizens, but people who are in uh, the Star Citizen community. So we're hoping that we'll have people from all over the world, actually, that'll drop in. And maybe people you've never got a chance to talk to directly or meet or see. Uh, yes, this is a camera event. I mean, if you want to hide your face and just have your name, that's cool. But, you know, to be able to see people and talk to them directly is one of the cool things about when we go to go to the uh, CitizenCon. And so we know that this year's CitizenCon is going to be a virtual digital event. 
We're not going to be able to make those human connections, but we do want to say that, hey, maybe this is a way that we could do it. So you guys are welcome, welcome, welcome. And please feel free to copy the link, spread the word, let people know uh, it's in two weeks. It'll be on a Saturday evening, eight o'clock Eastern time. And hopefully we're going to have some giveaways and just get to talk and laugh and have a good time and have some things kind of structured uh, that hopefully the Soul Citizens will help me out with, with <laughs> for that night because uh, they kind of got this dropped into their lap. So we got a couple of weeks before that uh, before that shows up. Um, other than that, is that it, gang? I think we pretty much hit it. Yeah, we did. We hit it. Yeah, we hit it. Pack. We got through it. Uh, Annaline Serenity, thank you. Thank you for that follow. And Papa Doc 10, thank you as well for that subscription. Shipwreck, I saw you did another subscription for our for five months in. We appreciate you as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm and I know that uh, Love Machine probably appreciates everybody from her group who's come on board because she has a lot of cool people <laughs> that come and hang out with us as well on Soul Citizens. I'm gonna drop yeah, that. Yeah, Parker GPX was in the chat and they won the giveaway from our Raider Rumble yesterday. Oh. I see you, Parker. Cool. <laughs> Awesome yeah. sauce. Space Clown, love you too. Thanks for supporting us and being here as well. As always, Clown. Yep. I love you, brother. We appreciate you guys all being here. Uh, we do have, a, there's the link again for those of you who may have missed it the first time around. Uh, is that it? I thought there was something else that I had to make an announcement for. Was it just the Bar Citizen? I guess it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, put a bow on oh it. no. You know what? Next week, uh, next week's show that we're doing. We're doing a show uh, next week, and, and I know we have, but I want to announce this because to me it's kind of an important show. We're doing a show next week um, called The Ultimate Citizen Con, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm remembering this correctly. Uh, but that show next week is going to be where we're going to deconstruct Citizen Con and reconstruct Citizen Con into what we as backers would like to see. Um, so for those of you who've been to CitizenCon, even if you've never been to a CitizenCon, if you've been to any gaming convention, if you've been to a, um, what do we call it? Uh, uh not role play, uh, cosplay, any cosplay type of thing that you've been or... to, yeah, that you've been to and you saw some really cool ideas. Like one of the things I thought was really awesome that they did la at the last CitizenCon in 2019 that they didn't do the year before was they had a market. Remember that Colossal in Europe? They had like a whole like market where you could buy and sell stuff. Uh, and Everything different vendors like were there, which was cool. Yeah. The year we went to it to uh, to Austin was the year they had the role players there. All the ship manufacturers were there, yeah, and they, they were did. role playing. They were dressed up in like Drake uniforms and Drake and Aegis uniforms, and they they, uh -huh. they these were at professional actors that they brought in that made the event really nice. So we want to wow. kind of say would have been some of the cool ideas that CIG should start maybe working towards so that when we become a full fledged convention that this is the type of stuff we would love to see. Maybe you want to see a two-day convention. You know, some of us remember when it was like three hours and that was it. You know, now we've been seeing it grow and grow. So you guys, we'd love to have you all be on the show. Give us your ideas. Some of the Soul Citizens will be sharing the things. And we may have a special guest. I'm not going to say who it is because we haven't got a confirmation yet. We won't know till Monday or Tuesday. But we may have somebody... <clears throat> that can lend some real information into what it means to do a convention for CIG. So we'll let you guys know if that's gonna happen. Uh, but if not, we still want to ha hear your suggestions because CIG stops in on our show sometimes and pays attention and says, hey, look at what those people are doing over there at Soul Citizens. Um, other than that, I wanna say thank you to Colossal. Thank you to Love Machine. Colossal, where can people find you? Tell people about that. 
Uh, you can find me. You'll find me a lot more when school gets out in May. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me pretty much here in Soul Citizens. And thank you, Griff, for having me on. LM, always great to see you. I also do want to give a shout out to not only just LM, but her org as well. And I got to give a shout out to our org, Test Squadron, Best Squadron, as always. Um, uh, and um, other than that, you'll see me on here. And I look forward to seeing you in the birds. Yeah, very cool. And LM, where can people find you? I fly with the Rec Raiders, so twitch.tv slash Rec Raiders, as we say. Uh, we are an org that is traditionally a salvage org, but we make our own fun. We do our own events, and we just had one yesterday called the Raider Rumble. So you can check out all the takedowns from that in the clips section. I'll put that up on the YouTube. Uh, the link to our Discord is there on our Twitch page. So you can join in and catch us in the verse, making some trouble, doing some shenanigans. <laughs> Very cool. Thanks to both of you guys for being here tonight. We got through the show. I thought we were going to go like a long, long time, but we, we cut it down by 20 minutes because I thought we were going to go for two and a half hours. So these they did a great professional job tonight. Uh, thank all of you all for being here. Look forward. We really believe that there's going to be crossing your fingers that 3.13 is going to go live this week. We're feeling really good about the patch where they are right now. Hopefully we'll see you guys in the verse. As always, we want to tell you guys to stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, peace, love, and soul. We're going to send you guys over to the man himself, the maniac himself, Uber Nerd. Uber Nerd usually raids us. We're going to raid him tonight. Y'all give him a shout. Yell at him when you get over there. Send some love from the Soul Citizens. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. Don't forget to register for the Bar Soul Citizens. And you guys take care. Peace, love, and soul. Have a good night. Night. Bye, guys.